changes for me But I gotta keep my game tight like Corey on game night Like taking from a whole don't know no better I know that I ain't right I'm seeing people kill, I'm seeing people deal I'm seeing people live in poverty Welcome back everybody to Jeff vs. The World Presents Hood Classics And like always I got my man Shahidi What's going on good sir? Well man uh, every time I see Terrence Howard, it don't matter what movie he's doing. I, it's just he just talk a certain way. Uh, it's just easy to do, and it's because of this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of jokes come from specifically made in this movie because that was a word that was used a lot. Um, but. As you already know, as you heard from the music, we are here to talk about 2005's Hustle and Flow. Uh, what were your uh, initial thoughts of this movie? Because I had to be honest with you, I did not go to the movie theaters to go see this. I saw it when it came out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Because you were a hipster. That's why you're too good for that shit. I saw the movie theater. <laughs> um, so I remember when it came out of the movie theater, and I just remember seeing like, how enjoyable it was. And then the Oscar buzz, it got like Terrence Howard got, you know, Terrence Howard got nominated uh, for Best Actor. He didn't win. Probably should have. I forgot who else got nominated that year. Probably should have won. The funniest thing I remember is like, somebody would have told you one day, 3-6 Mafia will be performing at the Oscars, their award-winning song. You'd be like, you mean the Grammys, right? Like, nah, the Oscars. Like, yeah. that's, that's kind of like... This, this put a lot of people on the like this movie put a lot of people on the map for like various reasons. It's kind of like oh, white people discover who Three Six Mafia was, mm-hmm. and not just white people. We're wrestling fans because what else happened around this time? Mark Henry got that theme music. Yep, they and that, they and rolled that away, shit, and that kind of, and that shit hit, and that kind of like you know pushed Mark Henry to like you know he becomes world champion like what, six months later, eight months later, something like that. So I remember seeing this movie. I remember, like, enjoying the movie. And I hadn't really watched it since I saw it in the movie theater until we did it. And on second watch, I realized a couple things. One, this movie is made by the performances. Yes. Like, because the the movies, like, the story is kind of flimsy. (laughs) Like, the premise of it is just kind of like, I like we'll get it to when we talk about the movie. I'm like, I guess, but you don't really pay attention because it's care about me. Like Terrence Howard has this gift of like a scammer with a heart of gold when he's playing a hero. Like you, like you always like this whole thing. Like I know he's playing me, but I know it's not malicious. Like I, like he has this thing where we talked about it. Some people can only be good guys, and they don't be credible bad guys. Some people can only be bad guys. And they can't be like critical with good guys. Terrence Howard can do both, but it, like it's easy for Terrence Howard to be a bad guy. Like it's just you look at him, it's like yeah, I don't trust this nigga. <laughs> like he just got this look on his face. Like you talk to him for like six seconds, like yeah, he about to sell me something, and I'm about to feel worse off for it. But he also has a way when he play a good guy. Like you know, like he he he's earnest. Like he believes in himself, and it's like pain and emotion. And this movie is like pushed upon, like, you know, pain of being surrounded by all this shit that has nothing to do with you. Knowing your life is trash, knowing you need to do better and having no idea on how to do it and kind of like lucking out. 
It's, that's what this movie brought. Like Terrence Howard just has that in his soul. Taraji Henson, you know what I learned? You know where her gift is? What was that? And if I'm talking, she has the ability to play any type of black woman. Yeah. Any, any and every single type of black woman you need. Like, because she has played it and it's always believable. You need some badass, tough girl, she got you. You need like a period piece, she got you. You need like a cop, like whatever mm-hmm. type, you know, the degree black woman, the scorn black woman, the matriarch black woman, the best friend, the businesswoman, the whatever it takes. Like, she just has that ability to play it and believe it. And this one, it's just so much like. She's just so beaten down, but she still got like she just wanted to like she loves DJ in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it just you can see she has something there, but it's just sitting under all this pain and anguish and she don't know what to do. And she just played all meek and she's strong when she needs to be strong and she's weak when she needs to be weak. And it never comes off as demeaning. And it's just kind of like you just feel it. That's the whole like her like she just had the ability to make you feel. It's the reason she like on the Mount Rushmore black actresses. Oh like, yeah, she just and it's just she just has that ability. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Like what? It, like it was something. Because I remember watching. I made a joke. Like her and Viola Davis. If you need a black woman to cry, oh yeah, she get was one of those. Get one of those two. Yeah, um, like I told you <clears throat> with the text, I told you that's one A and one B. I'm not putting one and two because. I've seen Viola Davis, and boy, you know she can get it. She can, woo. See her in fences. She has <laughs> snot on her nose. Yeah, so, yeah, she can take it there. Yeah. So just like Taraji P. Henson. We Anthony just, Anderson. The more I see movies like this, the more I get mad at, like, Barbershop and Romeo <laughs> Must Die. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I was told? His performance in those movies. So, this, see, seeing him in stuff like this, makes me hate him and stuff like that. You know what I was told, because I was somebody that's a fan of, you know, listen to us. They told me when it comes to Anthony Anderson, he said, I get what y'all are saying, but realize too, this was his foot in the door in those lot of movies. Like, this was his like, you know, take this and you'll be able to do this later. And I said, I get that to a certain degree, but it's just it's he, he, he can do more. Never, I never blame him. I blame the director's. Well, yeah. I mean, too. you gotta do what you gotta do. You black. It's kind of like with anything Hollywood. You, you know, I gotta play goon number three. I'm playing goon number three. Like I gotta do that till I got a name. So I never get blame him personally. I just get mad at performances because it's kind of like he can do so much more. Like he's perfect in this movie, mm-hmm. and he's the heart of the movie. This whole thing is like I'm a pious man, but I ain't a fool. Like he know DJ is scammer. He know deep down his heart is like you know. He break it down, anything like that. He's the one of the main people, one of the only people that can keep him in check out of everybody in the movie. Cause he knows like, yeah, I know you one of those, you talk real fast when push come to shove. <laughs> you ain't really trying to do that like that. But I'm gonna believe in you because I see something. Because I, I fool. Because I, also I got I got stake in this too. Cause I, you know, he said, you know, I talked a good game when I was young to my wife, and now we just paying the bills. So this gotta work. So he kinda like he believing. But he like he got his eye on him. Like I don't know about you. So, uh, I think those are the three. What about Nola? I can't think of the actor's name. 
Oh, Tara Manning? Yeah. Taryn Manning? It's funny, like I see it, I saw her in Orange New Black playing a completely different character and it made me recognize her because I remember her from this. <laughs> she got that whole thing, like she has that vibe where you can see why pe- certain people would like her. It's like Hillbilly Liv Morgan vibe. Yeah. If you know what I'm if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. Like it's just funny where it's full of like she's in the same boat. She doesn't know what she wants to do, but she knows she doesn't want to do this. And she feels like, you know, I'm trapped. I want to live. I ain't living. I'm just in the back of a car doing all this and that. And that's fine if I got a choice. But if I get, you know, it's a scene of movie, like if I ain't got a choice, then no, I ain't sign up for this. Like, this don't use me as like a cash machine because you can't, you know, got the air on in your car talking all that shit. Like, it's, it's and she cares, like, you know, and she's, She's really like the main money maker at a certain point. Like she's pushing yeah. the movie, and this is the whole thing. It's just different because it's the racial dynamic there, and it's just weird. Like, I mean, it's a movie set in the present with a black a black pimp with a white woman in the South. So it's kind of like it's already gonna have a certain weight that you that's already gonna be heavy to begin with, and it's not like they shy away from it either. Like she's this movie is full of people. That are like bringing the A game, like character and character, like character actors and actresses. That are like none of them like super big names. Like they were, they're big. A lot of them big now. They weren't big then, but everybody brings the A game. She brings the A game. I mean, at least Nails, like you know, I'm I'm trying to stand by my man. Now he got a midlife crisis around these ruffians, and I gotta balance my love with Jesus and my love with my man. But I, you know, that whole. We've all run to women like that. Mm-hmm. You've seen women like that at the church, like, you know, prayer and proper. And, you know, them girls, them fans are only, only whatever fan. <laughs> only, yeah, them tight. We run to those like that. You know, everything on point, they kind of look down. But at the end of the day, they don't want to be, you know, I don't end up looking, looking down my husband. So I'm supporting him and his goals. Even if at first I'm feeling like, I don't know. It's kind of sketchy. And, your boy DJ Qualls. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw him, I believe, in a movie was Road Trip. And to see him in this, I was just like, wait a minute, what? But hey, he played it well. See, I see him in the core. I see him in this. I laugh when he pops up in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, he was in Breaking he plays, Bad. He plays like under, yeah, he played like an undercover, like an undercover cop. Because mm-hmm. he looked, he always looked like he's like 17. Probably forty, like he's a man of the high. Cat. Like he has his face, but this whole thing is kind of like he'd always like he's like sixteen or seventeen, and he just got this whole vibe. Like I'm the white guy that's cool. Like I'm the white guy that's cool around black people without having to fake it. Yeah, and never feel like I'm making fun of it. And that line about how the South arise again with rap, boy, he wasn't lying. He yeah, was, he was dead on the nose because everything he said is the damn truth. And it's funny, it could have been played. It's funny where it's probably said play off as a joke when it came out, but seeing how prescient it how it became based on those reasons that he said just had me laugh because like, yeah, look what we had. Look, look what like, we got he was, now. He was right and ludicrous. Skinny black to you. He ain't in a movie a lot, but boy, he he played he nailed that role. The whole 
out of touch rapper that's trying to, you know, I remember my roots again. I'm really like telling best thing I did was leave Memphis my back door. Tell me where I gone. You, and the whole thing is kind of like, yeah, what what happened? You fell off. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. Even if it's the truth. Nobody want to hear it. Nobody want to be called a sellout when you go back home. It's like, why am I coming back home anyway? Fuck y'all. Um, I thought that the skinny black character drove the movie. To, when it got to a certain point, he was a driving force, but he wasn't in the movie, but what? Five minutes? Five minutes at most. He's Jaws. He's the Jaws of the movie. Like, yeah. You know, everything is all about meeting him and getting this chance. And everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, Skinny Black. You ever met Skinny Black before? Oh, man, Skinny go way back, man. All that. And you get this idea about who he is and how important he is and how much he matters. And you also get the vibe of kind of like he used to be something else. It's like, oh, I remember him back in the day, back when he was good. You know, that hipster thing. Mm-hmm. I liked him before he was famous type thing. There's yeah. a lot of that going on, too. They capture that. And... It's resentment coming on like that. Nobody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked you better when the old stuff. Yo, you liked me better when I was broke, huh? You know, you, you, like, also, too, it was almost the, the jealousy, too, when he was sitting there talking when um uh they were talking about the lights being cut off. And he was like, you know, I did the same thing, too. I was just went to a different school. You know, he was like, like, why didn't why did why I'm not? Why am I not in that position? I did the same thing he did. But he, you know, it was it was almost a little. It was some hate coming from DJ about I that. A lot of that, of course, because it's always like you know, I took a left turn. If I take right, my life's different. There's a lot of people have those situations like that. Because this movie's full of people where like, how the hell I turn up here? Even the ones with jobs, like you know, um, Shelby's like, I I gotta get up early in the morning to push around vending machines. Smell like popcorn. <laughs> the man's a talented ass musical producer, and he. He's yeah, slinging yeah. fries, slinging like potato chips. Really? Like, it's a lot of. How many people walk around a day, like with jobs, where it's like, how the fuck did I end up here? Even the ones with like decent jobs, it's kind of like. Yeah. I, I hear that. I, I, I see that a lot. Before. I've heard and seen that a lot, and especially from people who uh, paid money for school and not even doing what they supposed to, you know, what they went to school for, and they like in their 30s and 40s now. It's just like, shit. It's rough. So, yes. And I can understand that viewpoint before we jump in the movie because it's kind of like, that's why I can say I ain't, my dream ain't the work. That dream shop, that gene I think is stupid. They, they, you know, they brainwash it. I'm like, that's fine. Some jobs are necessary. Like, I'm, people talk about you when you're retired. I'm like, I ain't no rush. I like my, like, I like my job. And my job is like, I'm in healthcare. I deal with like saving lives. I'm like this ain't, and I actually wanted. It's something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not like not necessarily this particular job. I always knew I wanted to do like some type of doctor. So I'm in a position where I'm in a job that I wanted to do more or less. I'm compensated well for it. I can see the fruits of my late. Well, most of the time, when I get on Twitter, I'll be y'all <laughs> But anyway, like I can see the fruits of my lay my actions do it and I understand the importance. So I'm not in a rush. Like it ain't like, I can't wait to get off. Like there's some days you tired. Like can't wait to escape from work and all that. Cause that's not me. But how many people can say that, that they actually doing stuff that they enjoy doing. They compensated for it. Yeah. It, it's, it, 5%, it's 4%, 5% at most. 
Yeah, it's strange because a lot of times when I tell people I'm secure, security, they be like, "You like it?" I'm like, "Yeah," but once I say security, <laughs> you just thinking, "Oh, you put on the suit and you know tie." Like, no, 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 no. All security ain't like that. It's levels to you know. You don't know what I'm doing security at or what's my position. So it's just like, man, I, I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Oh, he getting paid in the weekends. He ain't making no money. Yeah, that's what you want to think. But uh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, because yeah, because you be following people like, oh, I'm a producer. Then you tell people where you live. I'm that's uh, so I'm security. That's all you say, security. Yeah. And then yeah. people find out the the cool people find out where you live is like, oh, security. Like the people they was they was beefing on with John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's neither. That's neither. But well, we'll leave that alone. That's neither here nor there. So, like I say, I tell him like that's why I was talking to Jeremy. Like he knew I was a pharmacist, but he didn't know like what type. I put a picture. I was in the hospital running for syringe. Like, oh, you get gowned up. I'm like, yeah, I. It's yeah, pharmacist. Like some people count by five like that. Like I don't. You know, no more. the first time I saw that when you told me that, or when I found out about that, I was like, "Oh, he a pharmacist, so he probably sit there and do what uh they do at like Rite Aid, like putting the medicine in." That's what I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking that, but that was the first thing that came in my head. That's that's, that's most that's what most people think because that's that's their most interaction with pharmacists is retail. And I used to think that back in my DC at the grocery store Safeway, I moved on from that. So I'm doing like I. The stuff I do down, most people are not doing. And most people, the apartment I am, most people are afraid of it. Because if I must, like, you know, you work retail, you mess up, you might actually get some on the wrong pill. You can hurt somebody like that, but it's a lot. The levels are different. My job, if I mess up doing something I'm doing, people can die. Yeah. Babies can die. Old people can die. And it don't take a lot. Like it's real, and that's something that's a everyday thing. They like a once in a while thing. So I just laugh when I think about that and the weight on my shoulder. I do that, and then if we have no idea, oh, your job just count by five. I'm like, you think that if you want? Yeah, man. Uh, salute to what you do and all the people that are pharmacists out there because that's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot of responsibility. I bet you think. I think. I think. I bet you think Gus' friend only dealt with chicken and fries. <laughs> that's what I, I don't tell nobody any different. I only tell. I tell people what you do. I'm pharmacy. Where you work? I, I'm not even really allowed to tell them the location of where I work. So we'll leave it at that for yeah. security reasons. Yeah. So put so do the math. So do the math together. I work in pharmacy. It's government. I can't tell you where. You know that I, I could, but I'm not. I could technically. I'm not supposed to. I would just say I'm in a position where, if I wanted to, I could look up the records of a lot of people y'all complain about on Twitter, and we will. And we will. That's the most I will say about Ooh. what I do. You know, just thinking about this now, the only um, drawback of this is I I wish I would have played it a little different because uh, I could have been security. Well, I could have been security for uh, our president, Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, if I would have played it a little bit different, if I would have played it a little bit different, but I didn't. So, but that's just here or there. You could have been, been Gerard Butler. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one okay. So, oh, we are fortunate. We're 
doing stuff that we enjoy doing. Um, DJ is not. He's not and, good at his job at all. He's not good. Yeah, and it's a show kind of like, yeah, let's get into, what's the movie about? Uh, Down on his luck, pimp needs a change. <coughs> Excuse it. me. One thing we didn't say, shout out to Paula J. Parker. Now, I've heard some things and I've seen some interviews with her why she said her career is what it is. And I just tell you the scummy side of Hollywood. Uh, it's a bunch of videos on YouTube if you want to look it up. But she was really good in the role they put her in for this specific movie. Yeah. You know what it is? It's part of a like, stereotype thing like that. And it's always kind of like she gets pigeonholed into a role and she's real good at it. But that's not, that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Because you need a chicken head. She perfect. Yeah. But it gets to the point where you think that's all she is. And that's what she was saying. She was like, I'm more than just that type of character. And then people wanted to start to play this game, you know, do favors, if you know what I'm talking about, to get. No, she won't down with all that shit. Yeah. So, Yeah, because it's kind of like you can tell with certain actors and actresses, the ones who play the games and the ones who don't play the game, because what happened? Because it's kind of like they get roles and then they don't. Mm-hmm. You're like you get hair and there. Like, you know, like we talk about in Boucher Wright, like she was hot and then poof. Like it just happened. Like sometimes like, nah, I ain't doing this. Um, certain things I'm doing, certain things I'm not doing. And it happens with black actresses a lot. And it happened to, like probably more because you got to deal with sexism man racism. And then with white actresses, it happened too. I ain't sleeping with you. No, I'm tired of having my titties out. All right, you ain't working. And it's like, oh, Seven years later, she's showing up on the NBC show. What did somebody... Oh, before we get a side note, I was thinking about that because I saw on Twitter because now, you know, they brought back all the CW shows on... U- um, I mean, the UPN shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And now we get all these thick priests on Moesha and it's like, yeah, whatever. Y'all do that shit, y'all. Well, I ain't watching the game on weekday. I'm watching it now. But somebody made a good comment. It's like, um, the guy that played Scotty on Star Trek... Was on homeboys from outer space. Who did he owe? <laughs> was that like a mortgage payment? Scotty on Sam. Uh, see, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm flimsy. My Star Trek is kind of up and down, so I don't know how you talk. Engineer about. the Scottish. The Scottish engineer that had the accent. Oh, he was on that. Yes. He was on that. Not like a, he was one of the. He was one of like the stars on that. Wait a minute, we talking about current, the most recent Scotty, or? The oh. old one. Oh. From the Star Trek from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yes, that one. Wow. I never watched the whole boys, so I don't know. I just knew everybody would say it was bad. I'm just trying to find the equivalent. It'd be like, oh. I'm trying to think. I can't even find the equivalent, because I'm like, uh. Well, the royalty so I'm like. Royalty checks were coming in around that time. What was he doing? Uh, he, he was, I mean, he, he just, they were doing, still doing Star Trek movies up until the early 90s. It's like when the last one, like they was, yeah, like early to mid 90s, they were still doing Star Trek movies. So, and he was in them. So I'm like, um, she might have had kids. Yeah. I guess some people be like, yeah, I did this. I had a, a new patio. And I'm yeah. like, the fuck your patio made out of adamantium? <laughs> This, this, so anyway, I'm just doing this for a new house in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's going on, and yeah. that's what this movie about 
is like this movie's depressing. It is. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, it's hopeful because it ends on a good note. But it's like, how are you a pimp? And they about to cut the lights off, and he ain't got AC in the car. I'm like, why am I with you? Like, I gotta have a hand fan to be cool. Like, the, what what you doing? Wait, wait a minute, there. That you just gave. You got to get all of it. I got one pregnant. A uh, woman. I got a another woman with a kid, and then I only got one girl working. Well, two girls working, one working at the strip club, oh, and well, one yeah. that's out there on the stroll. And the third one can't work because she's pregnant, and she's taking care of the strippers' girl, you know, strippers' kid. And like, why? And it's just it, it, it's, out there. It's just depressing. Like it's we grew up on watching movies like with pimps. Mm-hmm. In the seventies, right, and they were all like, even they weren't necessarily all glamorous. Like they was all kind of like relatively successful. Like that's the point. Otherwise, why are you doing it? And this one's like, yeah, this like a leech. And they kind of point out like, you know, well, what you doing? It's a whole bunch of they. It's a whole bunch of people looking at DJ like, why am I with you? Why am I even listening? Oh. Talking all that stuff because we start with him the speech. You know, we got dogs. Man, now you know <laughs> dogs don't have no sense. Like it's not, you know, I'm talking about men. I'm talking about humans, not like male and female, not like that. Because you know, males react like dogs too, be sniffing for some ass and barking and everything like that. But dogs ain't got no sense of heaven. They ain't got no history. That's that's what separate us. And where you been, <laughs> Terry Nola's looking like, huh? Clearly, she was like, "The fuck are you talking about?" But she knew she couldn't. She won't gonna say it at that point. She won't. Well, guess what? The funny thing is, you realize, like, even if she doesn't understand, she's always listening. Well, yeah, she's she is always listening. Yeah, she may not because she say herself like, you know, I get confused. I may not be able to articulate everything I want to do, but she's not a dummy. No, that's the whole thing, and it's a movie full of people like this. Just because you is different levels of education, and we get the whole car like you gotta go to school. Like no, it's it's a lot of times you are smart, you just don't know how to articul- articulate your intelligence because you weren't given the tools to do so. And that's one of the biggest weapons of like poverty and racism does. Like it just robs people of being their true potential because they got they don't know how to, and they're in a boat. Because even DJ, you look at him, it's like all right, you see this guy. It is a raggedy car and then the hair and it's like that talking this stuff and you just think he just like uh leech and then you, you then you hear him talk about later about his father mm-hmm. like you know because he got his whole thing is like, i got a sense of mortality i'm at the same age my father was when he died of a heart attack and you know it's, and it's a different move like a lot of times it's the movie like the father was gone the mom's there this one seemed reverse like mom bounce mm-hmm. it it's like a whole bunch of like it, it seemed like he was molded by everything his father did it's like you know my father died this age I'm at this age what am I doing in my life and he gives this whole speech and like you know go ahead walk you know dude drive over it's, you know it's like oh you want some of this right here he's like huh <laughs> he's like you know send him over there send his lap 
because he don't know what the fuck he want. So she, and so it's like the scene. She come out the car, strolling, the music playing. You see the credits, and it's kind of like she fits a certain demographic where if she in the right neighborhood, she get a lot of action, and she's in that neighborhood. Like, it's a, like certain, like some people like universally attractive, but that's few far between. And certain people like, if I'm in the right party, I'm the hottest thing here. Mm-hmm. You know, I call it the JV Presley effect. She was very, uh, I don't know. It's that that scene always gets to me because she's just like you can. I'm, I'm now. I'm thinking like when she was listening to him talk, she was listening. She clearly was listening. But was she was like, oh, this is bullshit. Let me go over here and do what I do. Or was she like, this motherfucker crazy? Because the look no, she giving him, I she just like, like what's, what's happening right now? It's a combination of a lot of things. I bet this isn't the first time she's heard a conversation like this. Probably. First of all, she's probably been doing it for a while. And then it's kind of like, yeah, he talking all this stuff. And all I know is I'm on a car with no AC. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm kind of there. I never really thought about because I didn't have a car until I was in my 30s. And I never dropped with the window down. I always have my windows up with AC because, like, I just do. So it never really occurred to me. Like, that's a, I always wondered why that was a thing. But not really, because I grew up and it's like, you know, people had their windows down, like, don't turn the air on, even though it's like you end up using more gas by not turning the air on, by you know, have your windows down than the other way around. But if your AC broke, it don't matter. <laughs> so it's, it's funny, yeah. thing, like, I never really thought about it. And I'm seeing, I'm like, you in hot ass Memphis and she a prostitute. She hot and sweating and she can't even get like, you know, can't get a hotel room because like that's extra money. So it's like this man ain't this man ain't pimping Ken. No, he so to speak. What, like I told you, he's the Sam Bowie of pimps in Memphis. He's no, not good. That's an insult because <laughs> Sam Bowie had a, Sam Bowie got drafted for a reason. I'm, okay, this is what I'm saying. They we we were thrown in this movie in this you know in that time or whatever was going on. He had to have some kind of type of game to get those women right. You know, he had to have you some type of success. I don't think. Let me tell you something. You don't need much. Yeah, but look, listen to what I'm saying. Okay, Suge gets pregnant, right? So that takes that takes some of his money. Okay. Now we have. I uh, mean, I'm not saying I'm not. My whole thing is all right. Is reasons why they're struggling now. Yeah, but I never see a situation when they weren't at least always struggling. So I'm like, all right, you got three, but you in Memphis. I mean, you. <laughs> Maybe he. Like, I, well, all right. yeah, I think, he had his head above water. I ain't say they were doing like super well, but he was better, you know, better off than they were in this position that right house. now. Yeah. The house he was living in. Like even okay, even if the house got the lights on, it's still that house. Like I think you get them too much credit. I'm like, yeah, Sam Bowie was Sam Bowie was derailed by injury. And that's why his career was a thing. And the only people people bring up Sam Bowie is because Michael Jordan got drafted right after that. So that's why it's a thing. But Sam Bowie was a something that, that should have been more and had the potential to be more, wasn't it? It is nothing in this that is telling me that DJ was ever like, yeah, I was, I was the man, high school man, and then things just happened. 
like, yeah, I just I just got derailed one time, and I'm here like, no, it's not that vibe. I got the feeling of things just worse because of recent events. But I, it's like they was always like, you know, hustling. Because that's what you got to do, hustle or anything like that. So that's what you do. Like, this man out here hustling with his woman, driving around. And then what's he hustling for? Weed money. Like, he hustling money to get weed to sell weed. Well, he's not getting money from oh his girl. Like, he actually getting money from his girl. God. So basically, it's like, this seemed like it's ass backwards. Why did I just realize that when you said it? That's why I do this show with yeah. you. That's exactly why. I, I, I just thought he had the money already set up to get the weed. I wasn't realized Nola was, you know, what out there working so he could re-up on weed. Yeah. Nola and other girl, that's the whole thing they're doing. Like, you know, other girl working in a strip club. And her whole thing is, let's look up her name. I keep saying other girl. I ain't thinking her name in the movie, Paula Job Parker. Oh, Lexus. Uh, Lexus. Like, she working in a strip club, and she mad because she working the day shift, and it's like the money in the night shift. And he's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta get up and get you or anything like that. And this whole thing's basically like, it's messing up my schedule. I'm like, what schedule? You got no schedule? <laughs> you, got, you got a clock in with Tony Stark? What the hell are you talking about? And unlike Nola, who like kind of looks at him with still, you know, not awe, but still like respect, even though it's like, yeah, I don't know about this bullshit right here. Alexis, like, she's like, nah, fuck all this. Mm-hmm. Sick of your shit already. Like, I, yeah, I'm sick of your shit. I'm sick of everything that's going on. And she, she got a whole bunch of talk back. Oh, yeah. That whole game he kicking to the rest of the crew, she over that shit. She's the girlfriend. That's basically stop talking to you and giving you short comments that's about to break up with you. <laughs> she is fed up. It's like, yeah. Like it used to be hot when I heard this years ago, but you hearing the same thing over and over again. That story don't that story don't slap no more. <laughs> basically. And then you got the third one. Ah, Shug. Sad ass Shug. Mm. Just beating down and like the she babysitting and she pregnant and it's kind of like you put two and two together like they ain't DJ baby. It does so he? She was, did it feel like he resented her for getting pregnant? Probably mess up out of all things. Even if you take out the emotional connection they had, because clearly the whole thing is like you know she was like that's my bottom girl right there. Like that was my one hold me down. So it's probably the emotional connection where he probably had feelings for it because he knows. He has he has feelings for her. He never want to admit it. He knows she has feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Even and it's, it's like because he talks about like little things she does. So try the most. And then it's like mess up the money. So like yeah, we struggling more because you know happenstance shit happens. Mm-hmm. And like you know blaming them for it. And like you know Sugar just like so beaten. It's just funny seeing Taraji Henson this because like you know. No, she don't have that's not really her, but she plays it so well. It's kind of like, yeah, this could easily have been Yvette and Baby Boy if things took a turn for the worse. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> if Yvette had like if Yvette had like a little less gumption and lip, yeah. She shook. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I didn't even think about it on that level. Because like you say, it's almost like she wasn't like, ah, 
She wasn't Taraji P. Henson that we know now. Like now, you know, it have been the movie might have been something else. Not even something else, but who knows if she would have might have took that role. I don't know if she would now or not. Yeah. But then it's, it's just different. Oh. Yeah, we need to talk about how difficult it was making this movie. Cause basically John Singleton put the money up. Yeah, he was a producer, right? Yeah, because yeah. like nobody would fund it. Like Craig Brewer was like, I told his story. Nobody knew what to do with it. They didn't want to do it. So he talked about he was inspired because the woman he married used to work in strip club, the director. So yeah, he fell in love with a stripper. Hey, wrong with that? He, and say one day he was walking. Say he walked out. He say he was at, you know at her job one day and saw a black pimp with a white woman. So that's the inspiration. And Terrence Howard was like, nah, I ain't trying to do this, man. And John got me a pimp, <laughs> anything like that. Like, cause keep in mind, it's like you know, you doing dead presidents, you doing the, like every. It was a time where you know you need somebody sleazy. You get Terrence Howard. Did and the best man come about, out? Yeah, best man was out. Yeah, Best Man. I mean, this came out two thousand five. So yeah, yeah, Best. We already saw the Best Man. We already saw him in Dead Presidents. We saw him in the Players Club. Probably saw some like every like you had a vibe where it's kind of like Terrence Howard was always something sketchy, like sleazy. Well, and you don't want to always like that guy, like you know Clifton Powell disease. <laughs> <laughs> the bad is the Terrence Howard was living with damn pimps and brothels. I, so. Well, what that got to do with your job? Mario Van Peoples was too. He got to play a, a cyborg. He got to be a cowboy. Like, <laughs> so stop. Yeah. Look, we took heat for that uh, Mario Van Peoples uh, too because I was like, yo, somebody was like, he don't take his roles that serious. I said, I believe that if you want <laughs> believe he don't take his roles serious. Terrence Howe would do too. Yeah. When he was Terrence Howe get a role, he's all in. And when I read about him living in the brothel, I was like, "Hey, you do what you got to do, I guess." Oh, it's funny. We can't demonize Terrence Howe for the same stuff we praise Daniel Day Lewis doing. Like Daniel Day Lewis, like, "Oh, uh, I gotta build my, I gotta quilt my own sweaters." That is true. Shot pork. Catch pneumonia, so I need to know how I live. Like what the fuck is he doing? What is this? It's true. Because with that boy go, he goes all in. Uh, don't ever have him play a. Don't ever have him play a Nazi. Like oh, I gotta learn how to play, hate black people. But I, no, I would have loved to be the. I'm glad he was. I'm glad he was never like they had him play like in the Klan. You imagine him method act with that. What was he doing? That's butcher the uh, Bill the butcher. Probably make, probably making those clothes. No, he probably learned how to be a butcher. I think he did. Matter of fact, anybody want to have a fight? Probably had, like a, <laughs> probably had a butcher's shop for three months. So anyway, yeah. No, DJ whole thing is, I'm getting like his whole thing is I'm because he meets up with Isaac Hayes because Isaac Hayes in the bar. Yeah, we didn't talk about Isaac Hayes. R.I.P. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, and he, it's funny where you certain age, you know him more as an actor than a musician. Some people just know him as Chef on South Park, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I'm like, think about it. If you, all his stuff is like the 70s. Right. But if, like, 80s, you say, oh, I'm, I won't get you sucker. South Park. Mm-hmm. This, like, he he been a lot of stuff. His it's music has like been his, heavily, heavily uh, influenced, too. And you can hear people that use some of his tracks still to this day. I mean, that's a sound. He's a visionary. He was a visionary. And it's and it's funny where 
you see him and you just think, oh, it's an actor because he's a he's very good as an actor. You would have never if I didn't know he was a musician, I would have never known. It wouldn't be like who's this guy here? And he's like breaking down. You know, you got to do good stuff. You know, Skinny Black. He went platinum. I'm like, oh, Skinny Black man. I remember Skinny. Skinny. Yeah, I don't know. I know of him, and it's this whole and that's where the whole scam thing go in. It's like you know, yeah, me and Skinny used to hold. He he is exaggerating the connection of what they were. Cause like he has ideas of mine, like you know, I could have easily been skinny black if I took a certain path. So that's changed the whole thing. Like you get to the point where I guess it's part of being a pimp, you gotta learn how to lie to yourself so much where you only realize the lie. And once you do that, you can scam everybody else. Yeah. That you know what? And that plays a role in this movie later on. Cause eventually his whole facade breaks down after that. And we'll get to the, the whole microphone thing. Yeah, we yeah, we'll get to it eventually. But uh yeah, his whole thing is like skinny black coming to town and you know he gonna play like he ran out the place and I close it out and you know he paid me for it. So basically like, you know, I come home for one night, come back home and get celebrated, and it's your chance to meet him. Make some money, you know, but get some good weed, not that brick shit you be selling. <laughs> and that shit you be giving me. <laughs> yeah, not those stems and not those stems and seeds shit. Like it worked because they don't know anybody it was skinny. You need the good stuff. So he doing that and he get, you know, that's the whole thing. I get some good weed and be ready for, you know, sell the skinny black. Was it that's his original plan? Weed money. And how does that plan change from original plan to his current? I'ma be the, you know, the next two chains. He picking up Lexus from the club. And no, when I say pick up, I say it nicely. She busy getting a lap dance. He come out here and snatch her off. Oh, yeah. He ready to go. It's gut. He hungry. And home, I, man, you know what we have. I don't even know how I would handle that. Handle that. I would probably say, you know what? No, if you the, if you the patron, you get a dance and you just get snatched up. Probably say, oh, you know what? Nah, I find the next girl. <laughs> Something like that. Like it's it's way too sketchy because I've been I have been to some place. I would say here without going too much in detail. The strip clubs in this area, I would never recommend because it's a military town. And boy, that vibe is depressing. I got my eye on you. <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah, they'd be up in there. Some, be, you know, well, I can only do so much because my baby daddy here slash pimp. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, nah, I'm, I'm watching the Rockets game. Sorry, <laughs> right, bring some more wings out. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm like that vibe the whole thing. So anyway, she's like, I have to, I can't even make tip, you know, I can't even make um tip out. So she's struggling because she money at night shift. And it's funny, you you know, like Austin is day shift and night shift, but most places like ain't nobody strip club like two in the afternoon. I didn't know it was a I didn't even know that was a thing to um. In in Virginia, I can speak for Virginia, being that I used to live there. Oh, the afternoon shift, if you go ride past, cars be out there. People be out there. I never went to an afternoon. That's just weird, but yeah, maybe jump. I mean, it depends. Like, you out shopping, seeing a movie, you will go off, you know, go off work. I can see it depending on where you live at. I be seeing some my Austin go up there with had some scrubs on. I'm like, you just came. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you come from surgery. 
Put a liver out and get into titties in your face. Like, damn. Hey, man, you need, you need that. Stressful. Yeah. I got to unwind. Let me unwind for a bit. So anyway, so they picking it up. They in the parking lot and rain and everything like that. And some old, Ow. I don't know, crackhead. Derogatory. It's his dog Al. It's a crackhead. You don't have to come on. Come on, bro. Yeah. Cause he out there trying to buy some. He just ain't trying to buy some weed to try to buy like you know, eighth. You're like, oh man, help me up. It's DJ. your dog Al. Cause he run up. What the fuck you run up on me, man? <laughs> I hate that. I that's one oh, let me tell you, I have a small story. The last thing you want is somebody running up on your car, and that's one thing I hated when I was driving. Getting in a car and somebody just coming up to your window, especially a bum or something, asking you for money, is insane. I, it's just something it's that I can't. No, nah, I, I can't do that. I can't do it. <laughs> it makes me want to buy a gun and shoot somebody. <laughs> nah, man, it's real. Then they come with you with scams, too. Like, oh, my car just broke down and A, B, C, and D hour later you leaving the mall seeing them in the mall with nike bags or some shit i'm like what the fuck they still they, their car is still probably broke they just got the nike bags now mm-hmm. okay we can be talking about his eye his dog owl <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, man what you got fuck y'all here i got this keyboard and some of this magical ten dollar casio keyboard like yeah i played this with my dad man to work like the day it was made. You getting the buzz. It's like he tells he, 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 he steal this from a kid. No man, you know the game. No. How much you want for eight? I get this pawn shop to what? We'll go to pawn shop then, nigga. <laughs> now that I can relate to tomorrow, what you can get from somewhere else. You can go somewhere else. Then what you you get from me? What I get you? Yo, I ain't yeah, that I, I was I was on DJ I was DJ Spirit Animal on that part because it's too many times people trying to negotiate when they don't got like your bargaining position is non-existent. So take it a leap. So I should that should happen with me uh, on eBay. So you know I well I don't know if I told you I just recently sold my Xbox right. So I put on there how much I wanted. And I said, like, I don't think you can put no negotiations, whatever, whatever. <laughs> so this dude was like, oh, well, I can go to GameStop and get it for. And I said, go to GameStop then. I just. I just Tell me what you could do. Why you telling me that? <laughs> not even a, You know, McDonald's got this. Motherfucker, you ain't at McDonald's. Not even an hour. What McDonald's doing? Not even an hour later, somebody bought it for the prices I wanted. And I was like, yeah, because I, I know people who ain't going to buy the new system. Hell out of here with that shit. Bargaining. This ain't the oh, we got the shop buying dates. <laughs> we <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, take take what you take. Two uh, for five. How about three for seven? Man, I can go no. to the. All right, that's the last thing I want to hear. I, go down. I can go. I can go. I can go. You can. <laughs> Absolutely right. You can go. Ooh. So anyway, somehow this magical keyboard bring up memories of back in the day when you hear music. So he gets the keyboard and he playing with everything like that with the end with let's say, yo, Stevie Wonder, can we go? I'm a bitch is hungry. <laughs> oh, she has some lit. I can see. 
And it's funny, like I know it's just acting, but Paula Job Park is so good at acting. Like dating her seems like it'd be stressful. Look, based on, even though it's just acting, I know that's probably not even her in real life. But she I know exactly mean, what you're saying. Is. I know exactly what you're saying. If you watch those interviews, what you're saying is might be dead on. Just I just know exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, like some people say, like some people, they certain moves, like you can't even like, like oh, that motherfucker right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what's his name? Jack Lee, the dude who played Jopping Game of Thrones. He retired. He's like, nah, I ain't doing this no more. He's like, people you run up on me, like the fuck you get the next start for. It's like it's the script, mate. You know how that go. If the actors got to go through that now with the uh, wrestlers, ugh, fans suck. Oh, yeah. All y'all suck. Like, so <laughs> she got that thing. So anyway, he got this keyboard. He playing around with it. like that. I don't. Okay, and this is my main. And it's like, I know it's part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's all it took? This keyboard brings up his memories like, yeah, me and my dad managed to play on this whole thing, and now I'm going to be a rapper? Uh, sometimes it's... You never, thought about rap- you never thought about rapping before? I mean, sometimes it's, it's things like that just, you know, just spark. <laughs> Something just sparked. I get what you're saying. Like, you ain't think about being a rapper before, but at this point, he's like, it is me. He's like, I got to do something different. And he's just... Something, something sparked him. But you know what? I am being part of a hypocrite. You want to know why? You want to know why I'm a pharmacist, Jeff? Tell me. I'm going to tell you a story. So, I don't know if I told the story online, but I share because I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a friend. So, I was going to do med school. That was mm-hmm. the whole plan. Senior year, farm, senior year, undergrad. I did the pre-med program at UNC Chapel Hill. All like spent money for training, blah 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 blah, all that. Send off my check. Yeah, this back when you had to send the check off way before Cash App and PayPal. That's how long ago it was. So the check the, for the MCAT, the MCAT's the test you take so you qualify to apply to med school. And the check got lost. And by the time I found out the check got lost in the mail, it did not get cash. The deadline had passed, which means if I had to retake it since I was graduating in December. I would have been out of school for a year and a half, which I did not want to do because I already had too many gaps in school, like moving stuff like that. That's a story for another day. So I'm like, all right, I'm graduating. Keep in mind, this is like a month from graduation. So I'm like, I'm about to graduate in a month and med school don't like as a plan. I'm about to have a biology degree. What am I going to do next? So I'm walking I'm just sitting there. I'm walking through the neighborhood. Like, I think I just got off of work and I'm just trying to feel like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I really want to be out a year and a half. Don't want to do something else. I know I don't want to teach. Then I'm no dentist. And I walked by a Rite Aid. There's a pharmacy. I don't think they exist anymore. I have no walk by. I used to go, you know, Rite Aid. And I walked by one and I stopped and I walked in and looked inside. I never. I ain't going to store. I just looked at the store and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try a pharmacy. And that's how I became a pharmacist. Cause I walked by Rite Aid one day, not knowing what I wanted to do with my biology degree. And I'm like, I didn't know what pharmacists did. I didn't know how much money they made. I ain't know none of that. And here we go. 
Hey, sometimes that's all it takes. I so sometimes that's all it takes. So that's my whole thing. So maybe if it was a crackhead there, like, can I buy you? <laughs> you give me a Mars bar and a Rite Aid, that'll fit the story more. So maybe I'm a little too hard on you, Jay. Yeah, because like I said, I, I wasn't going to do security. The only reason I did security because I heard somebody talking about it one day. And they told me all the benefits about it. And they told me what they told me exactly uh, what to do and what I needed to do to get in the position like that. You don't have to do the, the go for security like at a mall or, you know, some crazy like that because you want to start making money fast. And I was like, oh, OK, and I just did it. And I, I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so he got the keyboard and like that. So he's so he going he found this plan with skinny black. So you got to get this good weed and you get it from the from the connect. And you got beef can out. You need this money. Got your stank on it and everything like that. <laughs> so he so DJ like, all right, hold on. He's sticking around. His pants are rolling on his balls. Like, how he take this man? He got this look like. You know how you got, you really don't like somebody, but you're doing business. Mm-hmm. Oh, he don't like it. He wanted to use the yeah. uh, hard, hard, hard R. Watch yourself. Like, he ain't going to turn the money down. But part of him, like, you know, Fuck out of here. And then who are you running to? Oh man, Anthony Anderson. Damn, uh, quick Keith. Keith. <laughs> Clyde. So, Clyde, call me Keith. AJ Keith Titus. So, they were old friends from school. He's like, oh, I remember you. I used to be like band. They, I don't know if they were like band or something like that, or they used to beatbox or something. It's like, you know. I think they just knew of each other so, in school. I think that was it. They just knew. Yeah, but it's like they knew each other in school. Like they went to school for a while. Like, oh, you used to do a beatbox and the mixtapes and everything like that, man. And da, 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 da. you know, you catch up on stuff. What's going on? Like, oh, you got all the badges for a dildo. Hey, he wasn't having that <laughs> shit. He's about to punch him. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's keep in mind, Anthony Anderson is the main one keeping DJ. Like, he got this whole thing. Like, you ain't nothing but a raggedy ass pimp with the fuck on my face, Bob. Like. Oh, he got shit. this whole vibe going on. Like he knows exactly because it's kind of like yeah. He probably that I mean DJ probably was like that since Jump Street. Yeah, because so anyway, he said he said I see you still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know what you do. I work in the church, and ooh, this next scene. So you out there recording the woman singing, and here's the thing. Cause you know it's like a lot of white people, even some black people always kind of like mock like the black church, like why people do that. And people, one of the things people make fun of Tyler Perry is like how much he lean on it. But I always say it's something to be said where it's a type of energy of it's a reason black people go to church. And it is a certain energy and power involved in black churches that are not found anywhere else. Because I tell people all the time, if you grew up in America and you black. You're going to need to find salvation somewhere because otherwise you got to ask yourself, what's the goddamn point? So you can, I can, I know how problematic the church can be. I know the whole idea of like, you know, praying to God that was thrust upon you. And I'm not going, and I'm a Muslim. So it's like kind of like I'm more outside kind of looking in the club, mm-hmm. but half the family Christian. I've been to church. So, and I like, I know about the church culture. Like, you, you know, you know. So seeing the scenes, seeing her sing, hitting them notes, there's no music, it's just her and just the energy there and how pure it is. And you see it because DJ's in there and Noah's in there and they just like just hitting them in their spirit. And that's when you realize like DJ just ain't, he just ain't some raggedy ass pimp. Like it's something there he's trying to find again. Like he got a heart. 
Oh, yeah. Of Come on, man. We know he got a heart. I mean, just look at his whole setup right now. Most people are like, oh, you got to get up out of here. But he's I mean, but then again, she's a babysitter. True. But it just seemed like the whole situation. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, you just know he got a heart. I ain't going to dive into that. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's reinforced in this scene right here. No, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hitting them song. And I'll tell people, like, you know, and that's the thing. Normal white directors don't get that. Craig Brewer does. Because he probably grew up, like, if you grew up in the South, even a cigarette is like you kind of know what soul music is. You know what, know what how the church is. And I tell people all the time, if you were, if you didn't grow up in it, you'll never understand. I'm not saying you have like it's just gonna be a different thing. And not to say like put it on a pedestal, it just hit different. That gospel music hit the way it hit. It can hit your damn spirit and soul in a way that a lot of things can. And it's hitting DJs like this. Is what I want to do. So now it's like I got the inspiration. I want to make music. It seems like it's a time gap, though. Because this happens, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you see Kia with his wife, and they eating, and everything like that, chilling, and all this stuff. You know, oh, you know, such and such, I just went here, and I met Miss Jenkins, and said, go and get the promotion. And you all have been there somewhere, your wife is just, no, everyone has been married and involved. No, you got to pay or dating. No, it's, it's a relationship tax. And what that is, is you have to have the ability to care about something that you normally would not care about from a stranger, but you have to care about and engage in because that's your partner. And part of that is hearing how was your day? Because do you really want to hear how somebody's day was if it's just a bunch of complaining? Oof. Do you, Jeff? Yeah. Do you, Jeffrey? No. Listen, 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 listen. As a married man, if my wife says, let me tell you about my day, I'm listening. If it's any other yes. uh, huckabuck out there, just random person, or, you know, it's a friend that uh, said, tell me uh, all. <laughs> if it's a friend that want to tell me about something that happened, that's cool, but, like, randoms, no. I'm on here and shit. I got my own issues at work. <laughs> so yeah you gotta know how to play it there if you got a significant other yeah well, and it's like you just gotta do it cause that's what you supposed to do like you know something's going like that and then who shows up the crib DJ and his women or like two of them so the and he's like man the whole him waking up Suge thing didn't happen yet is that after this I thought he woke what he woke up oh he, no because it was something was like, oh, it's something involved where this before the scene happened. Because it's something like involved where, you know, she got to go to like um, Lexi's got to go to work. And it's like, you know, somebody got to watch the baby and she'll sleep, says it's her time. So he watching the baby, the baby crying. And he start playing the keyboard and it worked with the baby. Yeah, but then there's something else like they were sleeping. He woke her up and he was telling her all about like. Yeah, you know, my daddy died at this age, and I just feel yeah. like I'm supposed to do something different. I'm, I'm not sure if it happened before or after, but that's, we can talk about that scene. Like, if, you know, what's going on, D? He's like that. Like, yeah, you know, daddy had all the stress and everything like that. And he's like, you know, he wanted to do something. He can do it. He died a heart attack, man. The same age I am, man. I just found like I just got calls to do something and be something better. 
you know, because she's like, oh, I got to get, you know, I got to go get a light extension, I get extension to keep the lights on. I want to go a certain time because I can't be waiting out all hot because I'm pregnant and all that stuff. And it's just like. No, she was like, when she when he first woke up, I forgot. She was like, you want me to leave? And he kind of looked at her like, hell no. Why would you say that? No, no this happens. No, that's later. Oh, okay. That's later. Yeah, that scene is later. But I'm just thinking, no, the scene before is like, this is whole need baby time watching the baby. Yeah, so okay. anyway, they show up the crib and it's kind of like, told I'm messing with you no more. I'm like, is it us the stuff that happened? Because they go from like, you meet them when they're at the store and then he shows up at the church. And it's not about the third time. He's like, fuck you at my house for? So, I, I think he was, like, surpri- he, no he was surprised. He didn't want his wife exposed to who he was and what he do. And especially he brought the girls with him too. So he's just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. So they talking and he breaking out a plan, what he want to do or anything like that. Like, I got this thing. I got this music, my thoughts, man. And Norm is like, oh, I see your vision. Chi like, look, it's talkers <laughs> and doers. Like some people that you know that walk the walk, and some people that talk the talk. Now the walkers, sometimes they talk, but they don't talk that much because they normally busy walking. But the talkers, when push comes to shove, you know what they do? They get the walkers to walk for them. Yeah. Boy, he ain't never lied. Yo, that was that was some real shit right there. <laughs> he ain't never lied, and I just think about that's why I get mad and like rich. Same reason, like it's so many people go online just talk a good game about why somebody else ain't doing nothing and what need to be done, anything like that. But when you ask them what they're doing, you know what they, you know what they're doing, jack shit. Yeah, I cannot give credence to anybody who check. Like, if you don't want to do nothing, fine. You don't get to talk about how other people do stuff because they, they, because if you don't do it for yourself, they're gonna do it for you, and more likely, you ain't gonna like how they do it for you. If you ain't control with that, it's a whole bunch, and that's a, and that's like Twitter's not a Twitter's just a soft sliver of life. It ain't how everybody roll, and I always laugh because people get the whole thing about you know, I can't stand Facebook because Facebook they do all that. So I'm like, Facebook is more real than Twitter because Facebook got everybody on it. You got you, you got your mama, your grandmama, your racist all friends, anything like that, and it's like nobody's too cool for you know. Y'all might be too, Granny gonna still be on Facebook. Granny vote. <laughs> that dude that you don't like, that soccer coach, he vote. Some cops vote. Twitter, Twitter still got a whole bunch of like, I'm the cool kid and like that. And I'm playing, you know, it's easy to play a role on Twitter because you're anonymous. Can't fake that shit on Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna blow your shit up. You're talking that slick shit on Facebook like you, you really like that. They like, <laughs> Clyde, you know you ain't like that. Anymore. They slide right in your mess. They slide right on your feed. Oh, yeah, Twitter is funny, and especially yeah. especially with that walking and talking thing because I've I've seen a lot of people. Uh, yeah, people that are actually doing the work and actually doing something. And I I got an idea. Uh, I got some ideas. A lot of examples I could use for that, but I'm not because that ain't my business to be saying. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I whole bunch of shit. I see it all the time. Like y'all, all y'all talking the game about oh, this this ain't happening. They fake. You need to do something better. What you doing? Why you Nothing. ain't got this person? Uh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, like what you doing? Nothing. All right then. <laughs> Guess what? Somebody else doing something. That's why you gonna be sitting there doing nothing. And Key don't want to be with somebody. Gonna just have him work because somebody got a vision. Because he like, 
Why should I trust you? You got a little shitty ass keyboard and blah blah blah. You're like, nah, I'm a skinny black man, and I got we got this bitch. I'm gonna have a tape we ready for. Like, oh, so you know skinny black? Yeah, man, me and skinny go way back. Mm-hmm. So he's believing a lie. He's all in on the lie now. Yes. This whole thing. So anyway, you're gonna give him a chance. He's like, we're gonna put the work in, and they start, you know. Working. And one thing DJ realizes is like his life experiences, plus he has natural talent, helps him put together songs. Mm-hmm. Cause he ain't gotta fake it. He like he lived it. And his whole thing, you know who he is? Young Jeezy. Boom. Young Jeezy telling people, yep. I ain't a rapper. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm not a rapper. I just talk about stuff. And you can tell like he's not a trend rapper. Cause he'll say that he'll rap the same thing. With the same word three or four times and not give a damn and repeat it just because you missed it the first time. Mm-hmm. But he tell you like, no, I just, I just talk. Yeah. I talk about shit I did and stuff I do. And there's a reason. Good beat. And, and if you ever want to know that, it's a reason why his music is not heavy now because he ain't told y'all everything. What else he's supposed to say? Yeah, part, that's part of it. And two, it got to a point where it was never really necessary. It got to a point where you, no one had a problem lying anymore because Rick Ross came. Yeah. Think, think about it. Rick Ross went up and Young Jeezy went down. They got the same lane. They both have an ear for the same beats. And what's the difference? Rick Ross will lie his ass off. Yeah. I mean, now, it, now it, his, it, it, it his didn't sub- matter. His subject matter is probably not lying because he's talking about being rich. But then, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, Rick Ross was like, I'm going to do the same thing he's doing, but I'm a better skilled lyricist and I don't mind lying. And it, we got an age where we didn't like. I mean, we we, we, <laughs> we grew up on special ed, so. No, it's that's different. But special ed was like, we knew he was lying. Like, he, he got a treaty with the West, <laughs> the West Indies. Come on now. Like, that we like, come on. He might as well say he an astronaut. Oh, shit. Like, his, like, his lives are so absurd. Like, it's like, come on now. I got 50 scooters. 10% of gold. Like, Hell. I got it made. So, <laughs> them lives are so preposterous. You think, like, a six-year-old said that. So, no one took that seriously. But, no, the drug crime one is kind of like, yeah. We start everybody slinging keys, and some I still laugh like Jay Z. I lost eighty bricks, and I've somehow made pass. I'm like, you think you've been dead? The fuck you talking about? But I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because that's for another day. So anyway, he like he's just talking about the stuff he's going on. He's putting pen to pad. It's working. He's like, you know, I got all these thoughts, man. And he's trying to do all this and trying to get everything. I'm just trying to figure out. So they working together, but you need help. And who's the help? Shelby, <laughs> you you Mormons are some brave motherfuckers. Oh, because first it's like somebody come at the door, like who is? It's my hair. Sell some weed. She's like, I don't think he want no weed. Yo, wake up, Nola. I don't think he want that either. What the fuck you want? I didn't put a sign up here. People like, oh, I don't know. You know, she's like, I don't know. Just come up here, like some something. And he's like, Hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, it gotta be brave, you know. You a white guy in that neighborhood, and you don't like you could fight. You showed up <laughs> like, oh yeah, Shelby. This man got you know help out beats. No, he white, right? Nah, he ain't white. He just light skin. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelby's one of those whole things where he understands like 
his whole thing is he understands the soul of music. He's like, you know, it all came from like, you know, rap, hip hop, all that stuff. It all came from like, you know, the blues, mm-hmm. rock and roll. Like it's pain, it's soul, everything it's suffering. It's, it's a southern thing. It's all related. Everything and, comes back to the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so man, this movie, it's just funny where if I didn't tell you, if I told you a black person directed this movie, you believe it. But if I told you a white person directed it, you'd be like, huh? Cause it don't if it's a black movie that's directed by a white person that understands black people. Yeah. So like it's almost like Shelby was an extension to him. Yeah. And that's difficult because all you gotta do is see how David Ayer running around. And oh, he start doing boy. like I like I grew up liking Mexicans. So I'm gonna make sure I go beef Mexican. See that shit go on. It's like, yeah, when you do it the wrong way, or the one I always use, Quentin Tarantino. Oh boy. Mr. Problematic. I'm just I would just say quick aside. He is super talented. I will never question his talent. I always and it's just grown as I got know it. I always feel a little dirty watching his stuff. Yeah. You said like, that. I got to film like, you know, he just like it's always like he said, I got to admiration of it seemed like a fetish. And I I like that just ugh, I don't I cannot stand being fetishized. I'd rather be ignored. Like don't hold like, you know, it's so exotic, like no, like you a damn zoo animal. Like, it's so cool. Ain't it cool? Like you know and I never Go ahead, I'm sorry. And he get a pass because enough cool black people work with him. It's like, all right, he puts Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson cool, Sam Jackson cool with him. So I'm gonna give him a pass. It's always been his thing. So and it's kind of like it's just a tricky thing because you know, like it's a lot of people don't mess with. Like you know, people wrote up, people said Spike Lee was bitter because he used to spell Quentin Tarantino, you know? and now people are like, oh, Spike Lee had a point because it's way it is. You hear stuff now. And you pay attention to certain things. It's kind of like you see like what's talking about. I never get the feeling like I'm getting laughed at watching this movie. And I never get the feeling like, you know, we being fetishized or we like, you know, getting laughed at. I just feel like this is being like, it is what it is. And it's just weird because it's like normally you can't roll like this when you're not you're not us. And I think Shelby's like that window of like, you know, how like it's it's a white fan that knows where the music comes from, appreciates the music for the music, and doesn't discount the place black people have. And then there's a type of fan where it's like, oh, you don't like Eminem because you don't like real hip hop. Shelby is how white people should act when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, music. You don't have to go all vanilla ice, <laughs> or and you know that's not you know you can still understand and understand the music and and get it. But not have to be all like, yo, cool down, because he was still being Shelby. He was still being himself around each other. He wasn't like trying to yeah, switch like, up. Like he's still himself. He's not trying to be somebody else while still appreciating it. And he's not he's not like trying to downplay either. And I always say quick joke. You know, I always talk about white basketball Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know why I know they lunatics? Cause they're the type that will listen to Illmatic in the car. <laughs> and you gotta be a goddamn madman to do that. Do you? Elmatic? 
I mean, when it was out. Uh, 2020, no. I, I don't know about that. but Yeah. yeah. Like, not say listen to Nas in the car. I'm saying listen to Elmatic in the car. <laughs> like, it's some albums that's built for the car, and it's some albums built for their house. Elmatic's what you listen to at home when you think it. Like, yeah, some, like, you listen to it, you listen to the car in 2020, I'm looking at you like, yeah, I don't we are not going to be friends. <laughs> you, you have way different opinions on rap, and more likely you're going to be the color of my blinds. So, nope, no thanks. So, anyway, they all working together to get this music on and trying to figure out what's going, you know, what's trying to happen and try to get a hit. And what's one of the problems with finding a hit? Uh, the lips. Find a length of a song, cause like you just keep going and going, and you don't the shit don't stop. <laughs> yeah, he and he and, and at this point DJ is confused. He does not. He's getting. He's not understanding exactly what they're saying, cause he's like, "Well, y'all give it a hook then." I don't know what this fucking hook is, man. I'm just I'm out here trying to express myself, spitting, and I'm writing it down. You saying right, man? Working right? The fuck going on, man? So, so they politic about a, a good hook. So what would you say something different? Beat that bitch. Oh, man, you can't say that. You can't play it on the radio. <laughs> it's funny where you probably could. You know how I knew the radio change? What's the song? Um, I can't remember what song. And the, one of the lyrics like, uh, eat the bo- Oh, eat like groceries? Yeah, how are you talking about old girl? And, and I was in the car, and it wasn't even satellite radio. It was a regular radio station. And that lyric came on. They bleep. I'm like, wait, they let this on the radio now? Yeah, ain't no different like, than TV. I wasn't like thrown. I wasn't like, a, you know, um, a prude enough. I was like, oh, okay, stuff, stuff has changed. Yeah, like TV, you can say shit, dick, fuck. You can say all that shit oh, on TV. Yeah, the first time, no, that was a big deal when the people broke people said OJ Simpson and they said fuck on there, and it's like, oh, because before, like, you had HBO. Because Breaking Bad um, muted theirs when it came on. Like I forgot what season. Like either like I think the last season, right when Hank died, it's getting muted when he says it. It's like even they couldn't say certain things. So when FX, I was like, oh, I didn't know you could cuss like that. And then this year we saw the last dance with Michael Jordan. They wasn't shit. No, ESPN said, "Fuck it, we going out." (laughs) And that was a surprise because like ESPN, like you know what. You know we ain't hear curse words on basic cable at all, especially like on a Sunday. You watching the sports shows like yeah, fuck that motherfucker. So you're not used to hearing that. So to hear that whole thing is like you gotta do really like, oh I whoop that trick. Like, yeah, that one. And then they figuring out how the whole thing is like they chant whoop that trick, whoop that trick. And it's just kind of like a view of like how song, like how songs created. And then they get in the beat. You see Shelby man around tomorrow, like find it. He like struggling, find it, getting the first beat, part of the beat. And then he get, the, you know, the drum and he get the snares and everything's going on. It's like, yeah, they, and it's just funny saying that's how songs made. Like you hear how producers, like, you know, I heard a beat my grandma played. So I took it, I twisted and I changed this and this. Like some of the stories behind some songs are like, you realize producers are geniuses. And they don't get credit, like, cause I'm like, this shit is magic, and not even like a whole thing. Like, you'd say Timberland, you already know, mm-hmm. like you already like it's a alright, he, cause he's doing shit that aged. It's he futuristic now. He's like 25 years ago, 
But I'm just thinking like some like havoc from Mob Deep. Like these, like somebody you wouldn't think of. Like music producers are geniuses because you take in sounds from other things or different things. You gotta know how to sound go across how each sound. It's like being a chef with music with sound. And I will say that somebody cooks. It's it's hard to do it well. It's easy to mess it up. And we <laughs> heard some bad beats too. From uh, a lot of people. <laughs> you want to talk about Scar Storch? <laughs> not gonna do that <laughs> we are, no you're not so anyway you get the beat he starts rapping and then he's feeling the whole vibe and then whoop that trick start playing and it's like i see something happening it's working and it's like whoop that shit hit and it's like really like three six it's funny three six mafia let's got that sounds like dangerous like little john's like oh i'm in the club we're gonna have fun mm-hmm. when it little john quail three six mafia like oh they start playing shit gonna like fight go yeah. <laughs> he gonna fight <laughs> with an accident <laughs> like that shit is just just hit you and he out there spitting and he's like you know that trick and then the girls start coming in because they pull on they listen it's like now you can see it coalescing now you can see the whole thing like dj's not just talking shit he has talent he just needs to harness it mm-hmm. and then he's like yeah he's like because before they arguing about you know it's like, cause they, oh, cause they, they about to have a fight. Cause keep in mind. Oh, not yet. Not yet. That, that fight ain't happened no. yet. No. Cause they were talking about, oh no, they, that's right. Cause they tell, oh, before you try to find his lyrics, like, yeah, you know, smoke some weed. Like, nah, nah, let's get the song first. So I have to get the songs like, all right, we smoke that joint. <laughs> how about that joint, so, man? <laughs> yeah, how about that joint? So they busy hustling, trying to do stuff. And this is where problems start happening. Because it's kind of like, you know, Key out here doing all this stuff. And he's spending time with the wife. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because she had this, because they had speech, the whole thing. Like, I told her I was going to be somebody. I was going to, you know, do something. I have big dreams. And I am doing the same stuff. It's, my, it's, a, whole, it's a whole bunch of, like, you know, we're at the age where there's a lot of people where that's why nostalgia is such a thing. Because, like, you know, I used to be somebody. I want to be somebody again. That's why we all do podcasts. Like, without the internet, we never do this shit. Not hard to be like, I got a radio show. I don't know <laughs> nobody. I don't got no hookups. How the hell? You know, that's like white. That's a white man dominated thing. And I used to, always, I would have never thought me doing this shit, talking about movies with somebody I never met. And this it's just kind of thing. It's like, you know, why not? It's something I like to do. And you know, one thing I tell people all the time is like, one of the reasons why we do this is like, I was tired of hearing stuff I like talked about by corny ass white men. Mm-hmm. So I want to do something about it. Like, I used to complain about it all the time. If you ask me my friend, like, I just see the same motherfuckers talking the same corny job ass shit. And it was dry. And I will say, it was driving me insane. Like everything I liked was just white man dominated. It was all corny, all of them. And it's like, no, I, I could either complain about it the rest of my life, I could, or I could stop liking it, or I could do something about it. So I did something about it, and I found I was. There's a lot of people like me apparently like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we will leave it like that. Because <laughs> uh, so. it's, it's like it's it, okay. Here it is. If you're a big name, like I like to listen to how did this get made? 
one of my favorite mm-hmm. podcasts. Same for me. And you can listen to Timmy and Tommy do it in their basement. You're like, what the fuck is this? Is it one way of doing it? Is another way of doing it? And yeah, I got tired of listening to Tim and Tommy's, and I was just like, fuck it, let's just let me just do it myself. Yeah, let me tell you about money train. Because <laughs> it will always be, you know, some movies don't have to be talked about a certain way, and every white podcast want to talk about Friday, and I'm just like, nah, I need to do this myself. Yeah, like that's what set me off when um, rewatch was there Friday. And I'm like, y'all don't seem like y'all got the. We say you you don't got the facilities for this, big man. Like like that meme. I'm like, y'all not built for talk about our stuff like this. Cause that's another thing. We got a little sidetrack, but it's part of it. You don't have to be black to like like black culture, understand black culture. Nope. But it's certain things where if you grow up in it, you're not gonna get it. And that's why I never, I never pay any mind to. Uh, Rotten Tomato score for black for certain black movies. Absolutely not. I listen to fans because I'm like, what they going like? The fuck they gonna know about it? Oh. They, they they ain't grow up in it. They don't get the humor. They they gonna look down on begin with. So what are they gonna tell me about it? Prime, prime example of that. And I'm glad you just brought it up because it made me think about it. I looked at that shit when um, Lovecraft Country before it even aired. It was like at a 63 or 53. I can't remember. You know, the fans had jumped that up to like a 89 or something. I was just like, exactly. It was like the critics had yeah. uh, put it one way and the fans just went and just like, nah, this show's good. Yeah, because like, it's you know, white people get mad about racing. They don't make them look good. Hmm. They don't mind racing alone. They get to be the hero at the end. It's like, I'm sure the critics probably didn't know what to do with Hustle. Look, this move like this. It's like, that's how I probably so hard to be. A pimp got a white woman and who, keep in mind, Ain't no white hero saving DJ. No, because he still go to jail. Ain't no white, yeah. Ain't no white person at the end. Like Nola's the closest one to like the savior. She ain't no savior herself. So it's like, so it's a difficult thing. And so anyway, they having strange because he ain't the house no more. And she already, and he's like, you know, the hell with it. All right, do what you want. And having to do a studio one time, it's like, you done, lover boy. <laughs> so we get to it. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, because right. let's get me clear. Because this is the situation is you expect your wife to be okay with you being in a pretty much you know with a pimp and with his hoes, and she's her mind is not supposed to race. No matter what the situation is, that's your wife, and she feels a certain type of way, and he's not being understanding of how she feels. And like she said, you just want to hear you want to hear me say I'm okay, so I'm going to say I'm okay. Yeah, knowing that deep down she ain't, she ain't okay, and he knows that. But right now he don't really care. Yeah, he just wanna. Cause this whole thing is like I get to be a child. I get to follow my dream, and that's the one thing about artistic. Like I'm, I'm in the art. I'm not the artistic type. I'm a technical type. And one thing about artists like it is very selfish, and that's why I never like. Follow your dream works best when it's just you. Having other people have to sacrifice for your dream is people have no idea how inherently selfish that is. Like nobody won't be the sidekick to somebody else's story. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is when you follow somebody else's dream. And all these people around DJ is like, you know, 
oh, we doing this as a team, not realizing like you, they, this a scam. Like this whole thing is like y'all making music. Like it's it's a it's not a scam. It's a hell mary. It's like yeah, I'm gonna be skinny much. black. I'm gonna hit him with this tape, and things gonna work out like we friends. And it's like think about this. Like you know, I'm gonna do a mixtape. I'm gonna happen to be at the tunnel at Raekwon's birthday party, and I'm gonna run up to Raekwon. Yo, man, I grew up on Wu Tang. That's you know, you live Staten Island. I lived in West Philly, but we both the same. <laughs> hit me up my demo. I painted it blue. It's the hey, Wu Tang. Hey, time out. Did I ever tell you about that? Uh, about in the mall, one of my friends rushed up on Method Man. No. Oh, yeah. We'll say that for off the air. <laughs> go, go ahead. Why? <laughs> you can't do that. Okay, look. So what? One of my friends. Uh, it was like Method Man, Ghost. I want to say Raekwon and you, God. They came to uh, Virginia State, and they went to the mall. So you know they would be a crowd of people were running up to him. My my friends at the time, he was like, "I'm going to get Method Man's autograph." I said, "Don't do that." I'm going to go get Method Man's autograph. So I'm standing like up against the court uh, because it was in mean, a food court. And was, I think it was like a McDonald's and a Sabero. But I was near in between them just standing there and watched them. So he rushed up to him in front of everybody. He's like, Method, Method, I'm your favorite. <laughs> I'm your favorite fan. I was just wondering, could, uh, I'm your number one fan, some shit. He's like, uh, I was just wondering, could you sign my T-shirt? He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> When I say this man came back with dejection on his face, this man was tight the whole night. He was just quiet. He didn't even want to go to the concert because this is like this is prior to the concert. And he yeah. was just Remember sad. you talking about if you're a groupie, especially a man, like, no, don't be running up on me. I'm a, I'm trying to get a slice of pizza. Can I get your autograph? No. Leave me alone. Kill all women. He, I said you just shouldn't. I told you not to do that, but it was too many women. He won't pay attention to you, and he probably was high. So <laughs> that's another thing too. So whatever. Oh well, there you go. So that's going on with that, and then it gets to a whole point where they arguing over the songs and blah blah blah, and <laughs> he's like, because he basically disrespected my father. You, he called me the down low pimp. He's like, he's like, he, 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 said, he said, he said, you need some love in there. I got someone right in there. You want me to bring over here? Hey, you better watch your mouth, you dirt rascal pimp. Yeah. Maybe out here, maybe vetting, you know, someone maybe wiping me something. So he punched him. He slang on him. Yeah. And DJ grab a bottle. Yeah, like, like, no, man, we saw we making music, everything like that. Oh, we skipped the part. Let's talk about Shelby's view of Southern hip hop. Because this, this whole thing's like, Noah's looking at giving Shelby the Google eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. they like each other. And yeah, just like they vibe. They probably around the same age, more or less. And they vibe like, oh yeah, I do rounds. I wake up six in the morning, take the vending machine and like that, hit up the truck stop and like that. And you know how when you interest you interested in somebody, everything they tell you is interesting because you want to know. You know, it's like a lot of shit's dull, but it's like it's the brand new thing. It's something new. I like them. Mm-hmm. And one thing. People love when somebody talks about something they're passionate in, especially men. It's like something that, because you can tell somebody passionate something, their whole expression change, like their body change. They get excited. And people like being around that type of energy. Not as all about, oh, what you doing? I do a little this, a little that. No, oh, man. It is, <laughs> it is what it is. But that shit ain't, yeah, you can say that shit if you a spy. 
Oh, when you made it. Oh, when like when you made it to a certain point, you know, you see some of those actors that kind of like just. But when you fresh and new and you excited about a project and yeah, you want that energy. Yeah, so it's um, oh, you know, the South is gonna rise again. You know, I didn't know how to take that for a minute. (laughs) I I know you didn't because New York. I know New York thing. And you know what? I was always wondering why that happened. And I'm not. I think my theory is. 50 Cent did too good. A, like 50 Cent obliterated New York rap and dominated it. But then rap changed. Because when he did the Ja Rule, he couldn't do the Rick Ross. And Kanye West became a thing. And rap was like, you know what? Everybody don't need to be a tough guy no more. Oh, yeah. The whole Kanye thing just fucked that whole thing yeah, up. That changed. It's like, yeah, we don't get, I can be introspective. I can be myself. I ain't got to be all tough and hard and anything like that. And who was in New York that knew how to handle that anymore? Like, that was, if this was like the 90s, Child Call Quest, De La yeah. Soul. Yeah. Plenty of that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, or Ghostface. But yeah. New York was always, I'm hard and I'm tough and I'm partying and like that. Well, and they couldn't handle that change. Kanye filled that void. There was a void of somebody who could ride that in between. Like, I can do this, and I can be in that. Like, I'm with Rockefeller, but I'm talking about this. So he was that. Con- no, it's the hip, it's the nerd era. It's the rise of the internet. Because keep in mind, by this time, the internet was in full bloom, and social media started becoming a thing, and it's this whole generation of, like, people. I like rap, but I ain't tough. Who's rapping to me? Who's talking, like, how I feel? And that was kind of, it started with Kanye West, and then Drake took that ball in for Midwest. And then you got the South where it's like, nah, we just rocking. Everything is like no lyrics no more. Like everything about you gotta spit all that shit. Cause y'all think no, like no. Maybe I just want to be my car and I want a tight ass beat. And it's saying stuff I like to say about no I need to rap about the constitution. But that nerd shit. I no, want to rap no. what I'm gonna do. Well, we I like, not gonna do I that. Like holes. I like drinking. We're not gonna do that. Cut that out, man. No, so. think about it. It's it's not wrong with that. It is nothing wrong with that. Like, no, no, no. It's not. In, it's not. But that's what happened. It's like we say repetitive beats, soul and energy, and that's what's gonna happen. And that's what happened. Cause think about it. How now it went to rap was everywhere, but like the main thing, like it was time like it was just New York. And then it was kind of like it was New York and L.A. But it was like it was a time where it was everywhere. Like, you know, like I want to say up until the early 2000s. Everywhere. Midwest, South, Southwest, West Coast, East Coast. No matter what state we were. If you was hot, you was hot. And now where is that? Atlanta. Not even the South. It's Drake in Atlanta. For like 85%. And then you got, uh, you know, uh, Kendrick Lamar here and uh, J. Cole here. And what you got as a rap is. Yeah. Where do you like, who's the last big rapper from New York? <laughs> do I have to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you said big rapper. I mean, nobody big. You always had somebody on a bubble or something, but I can't think of the That's a name. That, that's a name. Who's a, it better not be Logic. Oh man, y'all gotta stop. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if it, if that's him, that's how y'all need you know, because it's no, kind of like. Uh, I just thought this 
Fat Joe was reigning supreme because everybody was aged out. That's all you need to know about New York rap. That is all you need to know. Yeah, like plus, he just plus two, he, no, he, he, he didn't. He, was like, he didn't have an ego. Else. He didn't have an ego too because you know he was like, no, I'm rocking with pretty much rocking with everybody. No, Fifty was that whole nah, this G unit and nobody else. But just think about that. That'd be like, what's the equivalent? I know the perfect equivalent. If you watch, you turned out turn on WWE one day, and your top wrestler was kind of like the Godfather, in like 2006. How would you feel about that? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Or, yeah, or like, oh yeah, you remember like yeah, you remember D'Lo Brown. Yeah, he the world champ right now. Oh, yeah, 2005. What? You'd be like, what the hell happened? Everybody was, oh, they left. Oh, yeah, like The Rock. The Rock left. Stone Cold left. Batista and John Cena never became a thing. Rock Lesnar left. And Kurt Angle broke his neck and he in a wheelchair. So that's who we running out right now as our champ. No offense to D'Lo Brown, but like, you'd be wondering, what the hell happened? That's what happened to New York rap. So anyway, Shelby breaks it down like, that's how rap is going, you know, the South's going to take rap again. And they played off like a laugh. They were really smoking weed and anything like that. And like, yo, know, come from the blues and everything. Come from pain, stuff like that. And he was a prophet. Yeah. He actually was. I know you hate that as a New York purist. I'm not New York. I, I, can't, I can't be a New York purist when I'm from Virginia. But I will. That, that, never, stopped, that never stopped New York people from doing that before. Because everybody, oh, you might have got there last week. <laughs> I think what I, I think I do appreciate that era where New York was hot, but like only thing I'm pure about is Clips. <laughs> Clips and uh Pusha T. Nobody can't tell me nothing about because I'm like, nah, they from Virginia, so fuck what y'all talking about. I, I know you liking that Pusha T slayed the king. Shot that man down, changed his life. Uh, I never see someone I never see a, a rap. We're gonna get back to the movie, but it's few time rap people like. Hey, I was gonna put out some, but my daddy told me not to. <laughs> yeah, it's it that that and whole. Now better, and now I'm gonna be a better father, like yo, yeah. remaining yo is that's the most interesting thing I've ever seen, and I don't know, like if that never happens, does we? You get what I'm saying? Like, does Drake just? I don't know, like lying and keep rolling. How you going? Yes, because he was doing it before and. The only reason why Drake career didn't hurt more is because most of his fan base are the type that don't give a damn about that. Yeah, they don't Drake. give a fuck. Like, if this was a different era, if this was like, the, if this was like 2003, 2004, Drake been in a trash can like Ja Rule was. He'd been out of, he'd been out of here. But now it's kind of like, you know, women like him because he, he put bops, he handsome in that non-threatening way, and men like him because he wrecked to them because they suckers just like he is uh, yeah I, we talked that a lot shit. Like, yeah, that boobies, yeah. so, uh, I'm on now <laughs> so anyways beef going on with that so they realize they beefing over that then they really need a new microphone that shit I don't care what you say man that shit ain't gonna be live like that no more that's what I'm spitting out here nah like it's trash, <laughs> DJ. Because like, you scream and it just distorts. Yeah. like that. Like I'm trying to understand this. Like I got the A cards, man. I'm spitting, I'm spitting. Anytime I try to do something, stop it. Like oh. no, I want it to be great. His shit keeps saying, "You keep fucking up my mold, man." 
turn my <laughs> fist the cups, turn my headphones up. I mean, there's a thing where it's like you get in the zone, you get in the mode, that's the last thing you want to do. And they have my actors too. So I think with Kristen Bell, he cussed out that dude on set. Oh, that, that yeah, have... you Bruce, fuck up my life. <laughs> That would never not be funny just because of the whole way they try to clean that shit up. But eventually it was like, no, the audio came out. There ain't no cleaning it up. You just it was a piece of trash that day. I don't know if you like that every day or uh, not. Yeah, sometimes it happens. So anyway, that's so they got to get a new mic. How they get a new mic? Show up here. Oh, 250. How come? Hey, you talking about bar? This 250 main is just like this one. Why not get two of them? And you sell them for ninety a piece, sir. What type of hood ass logic is this, <laughs> sir? If you want quality, you have to pay for quality. Yeah, it's the sound quality. The price is the price. And I'm like, yeah, imagine you going there. Yeah, PlayStation Five, like place that three four. Oh boy, it's spoke PlayStation, man. Why I got paid four hundred for this one? That one two fifty. How about you give me two for six? The be- Wait, one cost four. Um, sir, this is a Best Buy. This is not Marrakesh. Get the fuck out. Do you know that bad shit shit has uh, that bad shit thing has already started? And the PS5 uh, price hasn't even started yet. People complaining about a price that they don't know yet, and I'm just getting angry and angry every time I see it. Anyway, go ahead. Let broke people be broke, Jeff. Don't get yourself involved in those type of things. That's why I learned. I just see some people get mad. I just laugh at them. And I don't uh, there's a class of state. Fuck all that. You don't buy it. Here's the whole thing. You don't need to have a PS5. Rock that. You know why they get mad? Cause they can't they can't scam it fire stick like they do movies. <laughs> yeah, they trust me. If they could play PS5 <laughs> on a fire stick, they ain't paying for shit. <laughs> you think, oh, you think I'm playing too? You know damn well I'm telling the Hey, scams like DJ, so DJ like I get this mic soon. He catch he's catch the um, pawn shop dude looking at Noah like, oh, you like some of that? What you looking at, that's Mike? My guy. Yeah, that's my gal, but she ain't like mine per se. You know what I mean, man? Like she with me, but she ain't got always with me all times. So you know, you want to be with the I feel a certain way. I want to be mad, and I'm like. Whew. And this we realize what a pimp is, and it's kind of like. He has no problem. He's like, because he's like, what's the difference? You know, she go out in the cars and anything like that. It's the same thing. His principal like, it's the same thing she always do. What's the difference? Yeah. She's telling him it's not the same thing. This is not. Yeah, go Go over there and make her happy. Make him happy. Get that microphone. I don't care how you do it. Get the microphone any means. So she go over there and she is pissed. She don't want to do it. And she explained like the whole thing is, you know, you have no idea. Like everybody got something going on. Everybody got a dream. What about me? And always like, you know, what having the back of those cars, like you really know, like, I feel like I'm going nowhere. I, like, I want to do something. And well, what you want to do? I don't know, but something else. She already mad because he was talking that shit before about, you know, how come I can't work in the club? Like, you cut equilibrium issues. You just knock over shit. Yeah. Can't be like I'm it'd be the same like a well on the ground, you just hit the concrete off the pole, man. So talking that shit to her before about anything they're doing, it's like, oh, one day you need to tell me what exactly what you do. Cause she's like like leader thinking to me. And he's like, what you say? See how you ain't doing nothing. Cause you in the car, 
The other dude car like, oh, this car cold. Guess he working at least as hard as you, huh? Yeah, I, I, that that cut him deep. Yeah, because he really ain't had nothing to say. And I don't think, okay, so I'm going to say this. I don't think DJ is the type of pimp or they, the way they position him is. He hasn't put hands on them. He may have pulled them. In the movie, but I don't think he's putting hands on them. He may threaten them because yeah. they, 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 they were just talking shit to him the whole time, and it was like yeah. nothing happened. Seventies movies, see, we would have saw something happen. Times, they'd have got drop kicked across the ground. Yeah, like Tekken. I saw the Mac, so I know what happened. The fuck did you say? Let's be talking like it's and it's funny how it's like yeah, we know it's in a real pimp because it's not yeah. Like, I mean, like that's a like that's a bad thing. Yeah, like. Trust and believe. We're not saying none of this is good. We're just talking about on how other movies would have set up as far as how pimps and hoes go. That is hilarious. Like you're right though. You are right. So so it's already there. And she's like, you know, what am I doing? This is what I want to do. I want to do something different. He's like, all right. And he tried to do that whole speech about, you know, so we go it's like, you know, I know what you play my you trying to play my mind. And sometimes I need that because I get confused. But now it ain't the time. Yeah, she like cut that shit out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and not to mention uh, his breaking down of this was basically he said, "You think I want to be doing this? I hate you." And it, that mm-hmm. that was like the whole pimp, the whole thing. It was just that whole facade was over with because he knows like I should be doing something different. I should not be pimping nobody. I shouldn't be doing this, and I know I shouldn't be doing this with you because you know we both stuck with each other pretty much. So mm-hmm. yeah. And how that make you feel? Like, you know, found me somewhere, and it's kind of like she probably came from a broken home herself, mm-hmm. and all that. It's just a whole bunch of broken people. Like the one person that supposed to have your back, get told that they hate it. Yeah, and so I don't think he really traffic. hated her. I think he hated the he hated what he you know what they were doing more than hating her because you know all you know. If somebody say that shit to you, it should be over. But it wasn't over. It was him just expressing, "I hate what I have to do. I hate what." We are doing. Like, I don't want to do this. We both should be in a better position. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then the breaking point is Lex is tired of this whole music shit. Uh-oh. Yeah. The, 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 oh, the, the topic that everybody waiting for. <laughs> what you do here? I'm going to make all the money, bases, and like that. You know, I got to catch a cab last time. You just out here doing something. You don't do nothing. I'm the one bringing the money here. You ain't nothing but a chauffeur. So why don't you be a chauffeur, boy? I'm going to go to the club. Maybe I want to pop my pussy, shake my ass. Go on, boy. Get the car. And he does not know how to take He's like, you saw him remember Godfather 2? Talk <laughs> about the abortion. He like this, and the thing is, she is like they had to think that they had reached a breaking point a long time ago, and she's just ready for this to be. She just wants something, like she just want a reaction because she's like breaking out too. Like, go ahead, do something. You gonna do something? Yeah. Like, lash out something. He ain't and, doing nothing. Oh no, he do something. I mean, he oh, he does like, something, but he's trying to ignore her. You know, at first, yeah, at first he run up on her. Like, what you gonna do? Go ahead, me. Go ahead, me. Second, she like me and you. We through. Like, we've been dead for a long time. And you're thinking, all right, so they ain't going to be together no more. Then you realize how cold DJ can be. Tosses her shit out. 
snatches the baby from Suge and kicks them out. Well, I'm supposed to go the fuck anywhere else. Now, there's plenty of people that have been cold enough to throw somebody out the crib. Mm-hmm. But throw somebody out the crib with a, a baby, whoo, that's some villain shit. So that's a level. That's see, that's something where only Terrence Howard and a few people that could pull that off, and you could believe it. Yeah, but you know, I still hear backlash to it to this day because I somebody I the listen to the show was like, I want to hear y'all thoughts about that, and I was like, Oh, it's trash! Yeah, it's fucked it up. Is oh, it is. We are not defending all. It is trash. It's like the baby has nothing to do with it. Yeah, at all. But, but he felt know. like he needed to cut. I think at that point he was like. I got to get her out of my life because pretty much she's the negative energy that's mm-hmm. in that atmosphere. And he felt like that was his only option to get her out of there because he didn't need that. You know, he needed, I guess, that positivity in the house because she was just like she was calling him out on his shit. Basically, that's she would always just call him out on his shit. And I don't think he wanted to be called out on his shit anymore because He's trying to make a change. He's trying to do something. And, you know, she's just harping on well, how it is now in the past. And he did some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. She, um, Sugar's out here crying. That they shot my baby. Yeah. She's. <laughs> you almost thought it was her child, but she was taking care of most of the time. So. Yeah. Something about a mother, black mother's love for her child. You take it away, nature as well. And yeah, it was some, it was some damn all apart roots. Don't know how to handle. When when they took a uh, uh, Kizzy away, yeah, that's how it was right there. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm laughing because I'm an ass. <laughs> but yeah, that thing hit different. So that's going. So that whole thing. So she out there. Now they're recording. They got the mic there. Everything about to go. About to, you know, do hard out here for people about to record. But it's like, how? You know, you got to have a fixed song. You just spit and spit and spit. You got to stop. And they're about to play. And it's like, hold on. Turn it down. You hear something. And then somebody playing from outside. Like, neighbors playing some stuff. So you go to the neighborhood, like, you know, trying to produce. And this is like DJ most vulnerable. Me and you ain't been on the best of terms. We had some words. I'm just trying to record. You know, I just appreciate you turning out. He asked nicely. Mm-hmm. I can only request. Yeah, like request, not demands requests. And he, like, he bribes the work. So it's like DJ can be, this is DJ being humble. He ain't trying to, he ain't trying to scam him. He ain't trying to get over. He's asking. And he's doing a humble yeah. thing. You know it had to because like, he said, he said, me and you had words and they ain't been friendly. So, yeah, this beef. The hardest thing is is asking a favor of somebody that you don't like and they don't like you. Oof. Just like watch it. You out there, at least he didn't he bribed them, so they turned the um fans down. And it's like learn the hook. So I wrote these words down. And once you sing them, now I suck. But I'm gonna try. And then you out here busting out his Tim Blake voice. And then she trying to get her man wrapped around him. He's like, come on, man. Push sing. that shit out. Push that shit out. And then the more he pushed her, the saddest come out. Then she st- this is when she starts to awaken. Because she out here and she's singing. And keep in mind, 
he already, you know, she brought the little lava lamp. Tomorrow, you know, skinny black saw. I saw this. He says how I record one of his videos. I thought it helped you with things like that. And this when he started getting feelings, like, you know, it's my bottom right here. She always looking out for me, stuff like this. And like she out here pregnant with somebody else's man and blah, blah, blah. Like he got a whole well of emotions. Like he finally admitting, yeah, this ain't one sided. So she's singing, she push it out. And he's like, all right, get out. We're going to record. He's like, man, man this I'm my bitch. Home, man. <laughs> all right, man, you on. All right. And then, like, put the mic, they put the headphones on. And you see Shug Face when she hear her words back, when that beat drop. And she feel like this is the first time I ever did something that mattered. Like, her whole body change, like, I see God. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Like she just acted so much with her face, and it seems so real. And it's kind of like you know, I'm create. I feel like I'm worthless, and I'm not, and I'm creating something that sounds beautiful. And she just lights up. So, and then he starts spitting, and it's like, all right, I got. So now, like, I got some songs now. She she cutting hooks. They doing more songs. So now something building. So and then, because this is a feel good movie. The wife reconcile because she's like you know yeah she was tired of being home alone so she she basically uh put down a wave the white flag she she came first and she came when she when they playing keep hustling and hear that song it's like oh so this is what he's been doing not yeah. wasting time yeah she kind of under, she understands now yeah and it helped it's like oh he's actually building they actually doing stuff because like it's different Everyone say you got a dream, and if I tell people like it's hard embracing potential when it's not yours, because you hoping it work out. It's like this shit might be trash. Mm-hmm. It's different when you see the hard work and you actually see it and you visualize. It, you feel like, oh, so this is why you're doing it, and you can understand like it's a visceral effect. So everything in place. You about to meet Skinny Black. Well, I forgot to get my hair done. I got a new outfit, looking sharp. Because keep in mind. He didn't even dress like a bum. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of this movie. I don't know if he's dressed like a bum. Some of the days it was just hot, bro. He was just trying to be keep, keep cool. Man, you can be cool. Look, Denzel was in fucking Florida and he was sweating like that, but he was like looking cool. <laughs> he was sweating because that boy was <laughs> that man ain't want shit to get out. That's why he was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still hilarious. We did that. So anyway, he got, you know, Got his hair, you done everything like that. And then she'll make sure everything's straight. Like, oh, I got you this chain. Cause you know, Raffers always got the chain. I thought it was cute. Got your name out here like that. And then it just hit him like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like she like she always thinking about him. Mm-hmm. Like and, and they and they throw little nuggets in there to let you know, like, oh, I was thinking about you or this. Like, and that. So she had money somehow to get that. Yeah, which is weird. So she must have had some saved. What little she had saved up. Like, I ain't got enough for the lights, but I got enough for this chain. And that's, <laughs> see, that's some Republican shit right there. We're going to leave that alone. But <laughs> it's something to be said about that, which we won't touch because we're both progressive people and we ain't bigots. So, she so anyway, you have to go in the car. And before he do, got to kiss her. Oh. Like 11, it, 11 seconds. This was more than a kiss. This was. Uh, Taraji P. Henson and Terrence Howard have an attraction for each other and we just gonna let it flow out on camera because that was damn near uh, Brazzle scene. Mm-hmm. 
look, they're just professionals. Oh, damn near attracted to each other. I mean, they may or may not be, but I I see that's the whole thing. It's fun to ride. Like, I think her fiance or ex boyfriend, like, got shot or something like that that she used to date a long time ago. I don't. I don't, I don't think they've been in any movies since. Who? Taraji and Terrence Howard together. That's not just, you know, the Empire. That's it. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, I forgot all about that. Like, yes, they are both in Empire. I like it. That, Bro, they have an attraction for I each other. I wonder if Empire came because somebody like, they got chemistry in this. It's yeah. just funny because, like, it's two completely different characters. Yeah. But it's it's definitely chemistry there. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, go out there. So meet the skinny black. And she's like, oh, I got this and everything. And we finally see skinny black. We heard about skinny black. <laughs> heard about talk about him, both positive and negative. And it's ludicrous. <laughs> and if you weren't sure if ludicrous can act, yes. Ludicrous can act. Even though he's playing musician. And I always laugh. It's like the best thing that happened for multiple reasons was Ja Rule. Saying I'm too popular to do too fast, too furious for the money you offer me. Yep. Which he probably was, to be perfectly honest, at the time. Because at the time it came out, Ja Rule was like top dog and he's not there. And I ain't taking no pay cut. He knew his worth. Tactical error in hindsight? Yeah. Absolutely. But also, would he have been good enough? Like, if he's in those roles, is that role like is he coming back for fast five? Is he coming back for Fast 9? That's the real question. No, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, is it, you know, it would be good enough in Too Fast, Too Furious to be asked back to do Fast 5. It's like, uh, it's kind of like, um, yeah. Everybody, because the whole thing, Fast and Furious brought a lot of people back. They ain't bring back everybody. No, they didn't. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't think he was good enough, but if they wanted to throw an olive branch out there, I guess they could. Yeah, so things were we in it. So he's in there. He's like, because first, like, oh, that's such and such. And DJ thinks about him. And that's a horrible feeling. I thought it was bad. In, I thought it was bad in Spider Man when having to Peter Parker and Mary Jane Wade. <laughs> you think it's hell. This is his friends. This one worse because he's about to get up. And it's like, the dude just brush him aside, matter of fact. Yeah, like, who is you? Yeah. Which you yeah, start, you starting to see, wait a minute, if he knew him, you know, you start to see his lies kind of like, uh oh. So you know, it's such as you know, I turns and saw each other and seems like black motherfucking biscuit and da 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 come in nigga and all like that. Like white person can't write that in the script. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm just trying to imagine Aaron Sorkin trying to write that in his script. Uh, like I don't no. think I don't think I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what biscuit why would he Oh, hey, friends, why are you talking I, about me? Biscuits eat. When you get cholesterol issues, like you know, Quentin will write it though. <laughs> Must do not do that. <laughs> Please don't. You're right about that. So, yeah, he's like DJ. No, skinny. It's man with DJ. The fuck is you? Yeah, man. We used to go That's back to school. School. <laughs> what about a lot of motherfuckers? I'm talking about that. One thing about Memphis. Is leaving it, you know, leaving it in the rear view window. He's like, no, it's the man I told him about. I told you, man, too, with the week. Oh, so you the nigga. You the big man on here. And he was like, start about to talk. Like, yeah, man, I got this whole thing about the weed. You know, token respect, no charge. Appreciate you coming back. And he's like, oh, appreciate that. That. So he starts sitting down, thinking, and DJ thinking about to have a conversation. 
And then look, ain't got any other conversation when the thick girl come in. God bless America. <laughs> and TJ has reached his breaking point. Like he joker. Like he just completely ignored. He all dressed up and everything, trying to cool down. And he just snapped because he out there. He's just, I've been annoyed enough when you, you know your arms start shaking. It's like, oh yeah, he's zoned out. I'm about to do something that I'm going to regret. Somebody say one more thing to him. So he pulls a cigarette smoke. He's like, He's, you know, the fuck happened to you, man? What? <laughs> you say? I said, the fuck happened to me, man? Man, what do you, what do you mean what the fuck happened to me? I'm right here. Who is you? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you used to be something. You used to be, I'm talking about this. I used to go out here and hit something like that. Why like I used to be? I'm where I'm at now. And then you start breaking down like, you know, when you came through and rolled in like the streets was breaking, like the streets was hitting. Like, you know, you made moves and now they got you doing stuff and everything. Like, you basically, not blaming him, blaming the system that made the corporate. Like, yeah, I got these hanging ones. They got me doing all this stuff. And they start warming up about the old stuff he used to do and to fighting the dogs, dog fighting. Like, they basically breaking the ice and he bring out his old mixtape. Man, I ain't even got one of these. He's <laughs> left you skinny. He just wants you home, man. So then they break the ice. Then they start talking. You know, back in the days to do this and this. Hey. I used to hit this place here but, and I tell him a story about it. But his homie's looking at him salty. He don't trust it. He like, he keeps looking at DJ like, yeah, I don't trust this dude. Who's this, who's this dude? Yeah, just run up here. It was just, I don't know. They reminisce about basically like, man, we, grew, we, might, we weren't the same. We basically grew up in the same era. Like circles might have overlapped, wasn't necessarily the same, but we had the same experiences. Tell me, oh, I came up here, took my rise, such and such like that. Oh yeah, the towers, yeah, a bunch of bitches, yeah, well, in there. You had some too, yeah, a bunch of bitches up in there. Men always like reminiscing about what women they had, mm. they used to have. Mm-hmm. So breaking the ice and everything, tell me, oh, this is what we used to do, and as things seem to be going well, it's like, oh, I got this tape. I just want you to listen to it, give me a chance, and he's like that. He's like, you know, all right, Jay, whatever. Because at first you get the whole vibe. It's like, you know, maybe he awoke something in Skinny Black that was died, and he's trying to remember his roots again. He's going to put a man on. Because, like, I only got tape, you know, tape, you know, we got CD air, but I'm supposed to play this, like, listen to the whole thing, give it a chance. And he's thinking, like, you know, so, sometimes you get a tape people listen to it like alright put you on it don't happen a lot sometimes it happens you won't even have to worry about the SoundCloud era anymore so that you're on SoundCloud or YouTube Beanie Siegel told me right. what happened to them tapes and I believe them <laughs> they do y'all tapes <laughs> dirty <laughs> yeah, they just throw in the trash or they take your stuff don't give you credit I still laugh um, what's the song oh I just want to love you, a right life familiar. That's Chris's hook. He didn't get paid a dime for it. JC just snatched it. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Shit. Let me hear that. All right, that sounds good. I'm going to use it. <laughs> no credit, no nothing. You mean a video, though? He gave Chris a buddy. Don't, 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 don't. No, he did. no, he didn't. You read up on that. I mean, read you know what I'm that. saying. You know, he no. probably looked out later on or some shit. Man, fuck that. Based off what? <laughs> well, we don't know. Based off everything we know about Jay Z and considering how he has fallen out with nearly every man he has had a friendship with 
with the exception of like maybe one or two that never comes up in the videos, why would you think that? I don't know. You know what's funny about yeah. that? You know what you just said that the 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 ones he never like fall out with are the ones that's not actually doing music. But anyway, go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, I'm like a man that talk about man talk about shooting his own brother. Like maybe I wouldn't trust this person. They was like, oh, that's just the nature of things. Nature of what things? It's funny. Sometimes when people tell you who they are, believe them. I tell people that. And a lot of times we make excuses for him, like, oh, maybe it's an artistical thing. Somebody who talked multiple times how he shot his brother is like, yeah, if this ain't Metal Gear Solid and you ain't Solid Snake, I'm looking at you sideways and you tell me some story like that. Like, the fuck is we doing? So, anyway, they think about to do something. They go, he's so like, yeah, me and Skinny, gonna go on tour, man. Go ahead, do something. We might have to get some weed, something else. And he on cloud yeah. night. He, made he basically saying, "Yo, get your, I mean, you get your man from get your weed from somebody else because you know I'm 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 on my way." Mm-hmm. So so he about to leave. So he's like, you know, check on Skinny because Skinny went, you know, went to the bathroom. Like, oh, Skinny, y'all here? Man, can't be doing this. I ain't gay like that. No one put you know grabbing up and putting the pants. One day we're gonna be on tour laughing about this. He already thinking about we're gonna be on tour doing stuff. He ain't dropped an album yet. And he just having a look in the toilet. And his whole face changed, the music changed. Like, oh, and then he reached in and pulled the tape. Now the tape's in there, it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. So he took, so he like took the tape, destroyed it, pissed on it. And so you don't understand. Tell me it's a mistake, man. <laughs> Tell me this fell in there, man. <laughs> you know what happened. Like, what happened to tape? You know what happened? You tell you what happened. Suck my dick. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, DJ And he beat the shit out of him. He started punching him. And then he pulled a gun out. That don't matter. And Skinny, like, half drunk, half high. He's, like, smiling. What you gonna like basically knock him out? What you gonna do? Like basically dare him to do something. He basically knock him out conscious. Then he realized, oh shit, I'm about to go skinny black in a club. Wake up, skinny. Skinny, wake up, man. Oh shit, man. <laughs> then his homie pull up the one that won't even trust him. He came I, Yeah, I 90. The, the old deep voice dude. He came out the rocket. He won't even wait. It's like he like oh, skinny already. Then he Nah, I don't hesitate. You like um, Val Kilmer and Heat. You went quick enough. Because <laughs> it's a whole thing. You don't realize, like, DJ ain't no chump. Even no. though he was like, you know, Anthony has to punch in the face. Because he ain't hesitating neither. He, he shot him. Mm-hmm. With a quick, with quick draw. <laughs> shot him like, go, let me go, man. He had him hostage. Like, get the fuck. He all like, shoot this motherfucker. Shoot him right now. <laughs> nah. Took a hostage, like, now I'm gonna let you go and go to the crib. And here's the whole thing. So he he leave, he escapes to the crib. I don't know what his plan was. It's like, you know, they gonna know where he live at. Yeah, I think he knew. Okay. I just think think he kind of wanted he, to get back home. He's yeah. like, no, let's take the tape, go out there, play it everywhere. You need to play it. You in charge now. Say I'm it. in charge, <laughs> I'm, I'm in charge. I'm in charge, D. <laughs> So, it's all and, about and, uh, 
everybody's reaction at that point was just so spot on. Anthony Anderson, man, y'all ain't got a dog pile them like that. Yeah. And then why they have cuffs and do sucker punch oh. and run. Got them clean on, too. And Anthony Anderson jumped in there. And, and, like, uh, and what's your girl doing? What's Taraji P. Henson doing? She gets. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you have thought they had knocked out her old child, boy. She's crying like it's a Ghostface album. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Mother's Child. Like she is wailing. Boy, black and wailing hit your soul. <laughs> so anyway, he get arrested. <laughs> he got braids like, all right, what happened? You know, like I was trying to call your phone out. Me, me, got chipping in, chipping in. Yeah, yeah he's looking you out. You better send a passenger pigeon. You're a male, a letter. <laughs> come on, Shahi. Come on, man. That's his crew. They, look, they chipping you know in. As someone who has had to help people in need, I always laugh at this because people say, "Oh, if I had it, I help people." I'm like. It's easy to say that when you don't have it and you know no one will ever ask you to do it. It is different when you're doing it because you know you're doing the right thing, but somehow I just feel like an obligation. Like, I ain't signed up for this shit. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I did not. Like, a lot of times it's kind of like, the hardest thing is is to help people on a long time basis and not be resentful when you not, it's something you signed up for and you didn't sign up for it. And it don't matter if it's friends or family. Like, you know, take care of a, a parent like Alzheimer's or Parkinson. You gonna do it if you're that type of person. You ain't sign up for that. You don't yeah. really want it. You're just doing it because you need to do it. If you don't do it, nobody else do it. But that take a toll. And people say, well, they, oh, well that's what you're supposed to do. It's easy till you do it. Yeah. A lot of things sound good about what I would I would do if I was in this situation or I could do this, I would do that. I'm like, if you're never in that situation, it's just talk. That's it true. Different. You actually walking the walk, and you actually doing it. You realize, you know what? I could be chilling because it ain't like he rich. Yeah, he. That's why he say we just chipping in, and yeah, ain't he ain't got it like that. But yeah, um, but it's like I sign up. You know, it's true so to anyway, that. Like, because I, you know, why it's true yeah. to that for the simple fact of I've never had anybody in a in a long term situation. It was always, can you give me this at this moment, or can I borrow this for this moment? So it was never like. And extended like month uh, to month, yeah. week to week. One, thing. Yeah, one time, yeah, you go okay, like that. It's merch like that. Uh, extended, yeah. And it's a whole. It's like a bill, and you don't see. And if it's like you with a bill, it's because you paid off something or you paying for something. Mm-hmm. And when when you deal with that, it's like, thanks. <laughs> I can't eat. I can't. Thanks. Gratitude. Gotta look down upon you. Well, I'm like, did you did. I ain't dead yet. Like, what about now? Oh, yeah. Ooh, my pocket's anyway, kind of light. So, hey, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so he asked that question. Did you meet Skinny? Did you know Skinny before you met that? Look, man. That night. <laughs> that little girl gonna come to me and ask me, can she be the president of the United States? And I'm gonna look <laughs> at her and I'm gonna tell her a lie. Cause sometimes you got to or whatever he said or whatever. AKA no. 
Ned, do you believe do you believe in that theory? Do you believe in that sometimes you have to lie theory? Ah, because I've heard pro and con yes. for it. Okay. Look, we're black. Right. So yes, you wanna know why? Cause I tell people all the time. If you grow up black and you read anything about United US history mm-hmm. and you tell yourself, yeah, one day I can make it, you are basically lying to yourself because it's like it is no honest belief, there's no reason that you would honestly believe that that can happen. Like you could think it happened, you don't think it will. You gotta lie to yourself and like, yeah, if I work hard enough, it may work out, even though everything's telling me that it shouldn't. Yes. When you are certified, people people lie to themselves every day to get through the day. It's not like if you didn't. And I, t- I get into it with people when they say about they're like, we need truth. We need to stop doing this and that. Stop settling. That lesson to evil still to you. I'm like, then what are they supposed to do? Because like when you, if you're a certain demographic, every choice is a bad choice. Some are just worse than others. And if, and if they, they're not doing that, then what are they going to do? I've never gotten an answer that was worth a damn. Because all those people asking, all those people talking that high mighty shit don't have any answer because they feel like it don't apply to them and they don't mind suffering, period. And I'm like, if you ain't in that boat and you don't got a plan, don't tell them. I'm like, yeah, you got to lie. So some, I, sometimes you have to lie to yourself to get to your dream and get through the day. Because then we do the matrix. Yep. What was the matrix based about? Lying. <laughs> the matrix was like, can you accept the lie? You don't. That was the whole scope of the matrix. How important is the truth? Do you, you know, people, uh, truth necessarily, I'm like, is it always? Is it like, is it really? Because a lot of those people is like all the time, you really don't want to be, they not people you want to hang around with. Yeah. It's like, so DJ is definitely right in that, but she didn't ask all that, yes or no. Yeah, he did, and that's why he got irritated. He was like, <sighs> he's still giving me kicking game to me right now. I don't want a yes or no he answer. Realized, no, he realized the answer is no. Yeah, but he wanted him to he, say it. So, but he's not, he realized like I knew this who he was, and like, and they basically showing they went back to their lives. So he backing up, you know, office bored out his mind because he basically saying like, you know, I was stuck. He was all dead, not doing nothing. Shelby out there slinking popcorn again, vending machines, and Nola doing her thing. It's like you basically DJ saved all of them. Yeah, they were like stuck. Oh, some worse than other. Like I'm stuck in a prison. Like oh, what happened? Because DJ didn't realize what was going on. So Nola was out there on her, her business. So I'm going to hit every studio, you know, every radio station. I don't know how she did it. She, now she's dressed in like a little hoochie business suit. <laughs> Give the same speech um, DJ was given the whole the way. The movie. And that's the whole thing. And guess what? She was listening. You know why I work? Yeah. No. She was, you know why I work? Because black boy, if certain black men, you put a white woman in their face and have them <laughs> smile. And they they come to ops. Yeah, slave might not be that bad, sir. <laughs> Chill out, man. Chill out. Chill out my ass. No, you know it's truth to that. We can talk about all they want. They just like that shit. It's just something about that, like yeah, the white man let me have this. Not got that shit smiling at me. It's just something warm out there. Y'all just like it's a it's a reason we won't go deep. Can we talk? It's a reason. It's a thing. We know why. Yeah, we know. And we. Why the sisters are mad and they got every right to be mad because like the fuck we doing. But anyway, that's what happened. So she out there is slinging them, slinging them tapes, and they start playing on the radio. And she'll be here like, "That's my beat. I made that." 
and she'll start hearing it. She starts singing to it with the baby. Even Lexus in there, like her Man. face all beat up. No, no, that was the makeup. She was just mad. You know what that was. Damn, if I would have shut Man. my mouth that one night. <laughs> I would have shut my mouth just the one more night. But, you know. Yeah, so it's like, all right, yeah. I'll be on the year, hold it down. So basically the whole thing, like, he's going to start getting that buzz. And then security guard's like, oh, you man, be up skinny black. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll use the dream. And he walk out there, braze, and the movie ends. So the funny thing is, it ends, like, realistically. Because, like, he get out. He got the radio buzz. He got jail. That man did time for shooting somebody and beating up skinny black people without skinny black himself. So he basically, you know, yeah. fifty cents in a victim. Yeah, he got the but he got the bus. He gonna have the people. So all his music that come out, those three tracks, hitting, yeah, going his ride. three tracks that's hitting, and he got the story behind it, and he got you know, yeah. So that gonna come out. You know what happened? In an ultimate world, he becomes Lucius. <laughs> That's what everybody said when they heard about the Empire show coming. They're like, "Oh, is he doing the uh, whole?" And I was, they were like, "No, this got nothing to do with hustle and flow." No, because I'm like, yeah, I couldn't see DJ throwing a son in the trash can. Just try to get the game away. Man, I ain't gonna talk about that show. <laughs> oh, I, I got. I was late to the game. Like I didn't start watching Power. To, I mean, Empire's like season two, so I caught up on season one. Cause I like everybody was talking about it. I'm like, I'm disappointed with the Fox execs thinking watching this shit. Cause they, right. they just off. You wow. know, oh look at the ratings. Uh, they were like Vince McMahon. Keep it going. It was the damn uh, attitude ever going on at Fox with that show. <laughs> it was going. I was like, they got Naomi Campbell on there. Demi Moore showed up. Yeah. I'm like, they get. I'm like, they get. Every like and it got too wild. I think it was like season three. I'm like, all right, now they talking the ghost. I stopped at season one. I couldn't do it. I couldn't stop it. I got to like season three, and then I was like, it's just getting too wild. And Demi Moore's a stalker, and they killed old girl, but she's a ghost. Yeah, they 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 can have that show. And then the other girl left, and then she shows up on the gifted. And they didn't realize it was the same one. I was watching. I'm like, see, like, oh, that's the girl from from Empire. I'm like, what? No, it ain't. I look over the IMDb. I'm like, damn, a haircut make a difference. Haircut make a she look completely different, and that completely different. So, yeah, yeah that's hustle and flow. It's a long episode because we just talk about so much other stuff. Yeah, because this was uh, a short ass movie. <laughs> the movie just played plainly uh, straight to the point. Uh, yeah. Hustle and Flow. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. If you listen to this, you already know. Um, I think it was one of those movies that really pushed both actors as far as uh, Taraji P and uh, Terrence Howe out there more. Whoa. Iron Man doesn't exist without Hustle and Flow. Bet. That's, that's absolutely right. And that is hilarious thinking that. Like, yes. Keep in mind, when Iron Man came out, Terrence Howard was a much bigger star. He was the highest paid actor on the film. Nobody talks about that. he was bigger than Robert Downey. And he was bigger than Jeff, because this is, you know, Jeff Bridges was just coming back Mm -hmm. around this time. You know, because he did his thing. Then, like, he had his second run, where now, like, Jeff Bridges is like, I'm this cool old man. But it was like, yeah, it was Terrence Howard's show. And 
the funny thing is, Terry Altamont, you know, I could have handled it better. He got a right to feel salty. Oh, you know, for the longest time, I felt like, oh, he fucked that up. But I'm like, nah, I would have been thinking the same thing, too. If you give everybody else a raise, okay, then I want to raise, too. And hearing how they was, how they used to be cheap with money, yeah. Like, it's the whole thing. Like, people give Marvel a lot of benefit. Like, Marvel's a lot better now than when it started. They was getting them the benefit. That was like a WWE thing. Like, oh, well, they did these moves. They should be grateful. It's like, ah, pay me. Yeah. It's different if you, like, Chris Helmsworth is like, I I was popping in Star Trek for five minutes. I was in this, like, I'm, this is my come up thing. I'm going to take what I get in. Or like, Chris Evans, where it's like, yeah, I had career, but it ain't, like, popping like that. You notice how like you just elbow nearly pour them like fuck I that. I don't need y'all. <laughs> like fuck like fuck y'all. Like I'm just death up with this shit in my eyes, Mike, and all that. You know, he just like <laughs> they got me out there swinging a sword. The fuck is I can't even see nothing. The fuck is going on? Yeah, you know the Marvel movies are great, but they're not for me. Uh yeah. I, yeah. And that changed until like you know this and you know when it changed? When they got um permalts off the paint. Yeah, yeah. A lot of shit changed. And and um they gave Feige some more stroke and it's like all right because all of a sudden because before it's like Chris I'm like yeah I'm a contract out <laughs> yeah this. I'm about that. a lot of them was out and I had was like nah yeah that was just green screen I know what's going on and the director was trash nah I'm gonna go back to doing Black Swan like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to Harvard like I don't need this silly shit and now as soon as they start having fun he's like no we ain't doing Black Panther but I want to see black people in the movie. I want to see a woman movie. It's you know, fun. if they had chosen Permalt instead of Feige, how different things would be. Oh, I'm not sure how long. I'm not sure how Marvel would turn out at all. It'd have been horrible because a lot of people would have left. You don't get Black Panther. You don't get Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> probably, um, probably the Russos leave. So yeah, yeah, it's they talking about them coming back already. Yeah, because like this, I mean, they, you get a blank check, you get to do what you want. It's like pandemic came. And that's the thing. I guess we can wrap up soon. Pandemic messed up a lot of plans. Like we were supposed to be in like the second or third new Marvel movie by now. We saw already seen Black Widow. We were supposed to be in the, uh, the Disney Plus era now. Mm-hmm. All that shit got pushed back. It's like. It's been a long time since we've seen a Marvel movie. Like yeah. the last one was Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, I that shit gonna be on BT by the time Black Widow come out. Hopefully, that's for the best. I mean, I know with this downtime with the pandemic, it seemed like DC. Now, look, I know the history of DC, but this whole DC right. fandom thing that's gonna be this weekend looks fucking insane. When you can go ahead and promote and say, oh, yeah, we're going to be sitting down with The Rock talking about the Black Adam movie with the cat. What? Oh, you mean the movie they should have did right after How Shazam? How long ago they signed The Rock? <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. And they just getting around to do that. And yeah. I always used to laugh about, like, you got the biggest star in Hollywood. And, yes, he is the biggest star in Hollywood. you like, oh, get to you when we get to you. Like, The Rock going to be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, he used to like, you know, Kevin Feige, he called me. I'm, I always laugh like if I was Kevin Feige, I would have do whatever money you want and have him play the Submariner and put him in the villain of oh, Black, Black Panther 2 and have him be the villain of Black Panther 2 if you're going to have Dr. Doom do it what you going to do? Yeah. What, what's no, DC going to do? Nothing? The, 
there's, there's only two people that you should have a blank check and say whatever. And that's right now. That's uh, Dwayne and and, and uh, Keanu Reeves. You know, okay, what you what you want to do? What do you feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing? Because we can get you in. Don't worry about that. But yeah, that DC fandom thing is gonna be insane. From games yeah, to movies I'll, to TV, that shit's gonna be mm-hmm. mad. Yeah, I'll sell a new Batman game coming out. Everybody, yeah, get to get more Batman slander. <laughs> They're coming out with a game. They're coming out with a Suicide Squad game that you hunt the uh, Justice League. That is fucking good. <laughs> Defund the police. That is insane. And everybody's going crazy about it because yeah, Rockstar is doing it. Hashtag defund the Justice League. I am here for that. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Just hunting them. We're hunting the Justice League. Yeah, uh, Rocksteady doing it. And the time, and the time is perfect too, because in the atmosphere we're in. So no, I'm curious about that. I got the weekend. Uh, movies open up around here this weekend. Yeah, us uh, too. You know how much it costs to get I'm in? Think about it, because that Russell Crowe movie coming out, and I'm a Russell Crowe fan. Next movie we doing next week. Got my homie in there, like Russell Crowe. Like Russell Crowe. We don't have Gerard Butler without Russell Crowe, and we don't have Hugh Jackman without Russell Crowe. So so is it is it is the AMC theaters like y'all's? Was fifteen cent to get in? The first day I open back, no AMC, ain't no AMC near me. Oh, we well. got Cinemark. AMC fifteen cents get in. Pop will be twenty five dollars. <laughs> AMC is charging fifteen cent, and I looked at it and I got a twinkle, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm a pass. Nah, wear a mask. <laughs> Throw that mask on. Be, be in there like Storm Shadow. Nah, that's alright. I'm gonna still have, have, have a baklava on there. No, I, you know what? My whole thing is, I'm going to a barber shop. I haven't had my man, like they take my temperature or anything like that. It's kind of like everything has a risk. You can mitigate as much as you want, but just be honest while, you know, they say he, you know, the bank's worth the risk. <laughs> ain't going to be like, um, ain't going to be like, what's like Tom Sizemore to me. It's the juice. I'm just going out there with the mask because maybe I can corona. That's but that's, the juice. No, that's, that's, that's 95% of all these kids out here right there. The juice. No, that's when they go out the club. Like, nah, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I might get more, you know what I'm saying? I want to see how it is. I'm going to go out there. Like, no, because people will be out going out. It's fine. We got going on boat ride. They out here on boats and clubs. I'm like, and it's the people that talk all that health stuff, mental health, and they like that. I'm like, y'all, fit. I ain't gonna start off fitness because fitness Twitter weekend. Oh my goddamn nerves. So no, I'm on the. I'm, I'm thinking about going, and I'm like, you know, I wear, I rock my mask, take it all in my popcorn, put it right back on, be spaced out. It'd be like anything else because people tomorrow I'm going to move there. They go in the gym, and I ain't seeing a whole bunch of people doing squats with no face masks on. They have it on. It's off their nose. I'm like, gym nasty as hell. Yeah. You think because you run it, thinking because you're gonna, you're gonna run the sprint, you're out running COVID. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, no, so whatever you do, if you just be honest with yourself and say, you know what, it's a risk I'm willing to take, I'm gonna try to be responsible if possible, but it is what it is. It's better to say, nah, it's fine. I, I think, I think like right I was, now, like I was, oh. right now, I'm just gonna wait those 14 days. Tenant is the only thing that will drive me out. Tenant is the oh. only. I see. So you'll go if it's the right movie. I, I, I'll think about going. If it ain't the right movie, I, I'm just, nah, I'm not going. Because like, 14 days ain't that long. It's not. I'm not going to go. Christopher Nolan, like, this is going to come out, damn it. I'm, I'll wait for 2022. 
ain't streaming shit. Like, you're going to see this in IMAX, the 45 millimeter, the way I made it. He is like, I don't give a damn. They're like, come on. Even even Disney Plus, like, you know what? Mulan coming out on tape. All right. Uh, so what movie are we doing next week? We are doing Man with the Iron Fist. Because RZA, somebody lived the American dream. RZA lived the American dream. He's a little boy. Like, one day, I like Kung Fu movies so much, I'm a direct one. And somehow, he directed and starred in a Kung Fu movie that came out in Hollywood in the movie theaters and made money. And actually had a sequel. And he had movie stars in his movie. And it was filmed in China. And I have no idea how the fucking year that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. And this is after Wu-Tang was done. Like, Wu-Tang wasn't wu I can see. Now, if this came out, like, 99, 2000? It'd be straight to DVD. Yeah. No, I'm talking about, if this, no, if, no, 1999, when Wu-Tang was, like, still hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I could, I could be like, okay, where's a hot Wu-Tang forever dropped, like, 96, 97. I could see it then. Like attitude era, yeah. The two thousands, I'm like, word. But that's the whole thing. It's like Rizzo had a whole second career in Hollywood, and him. One of them is like you know, um, a a villain in like martial arts movies. You ever see on um, the Protector Two? I felt like I watched it. Tony Jaa, he's the villain in that one. Yeah, I hear something. I'm just out here trying to do my business. I always start with a fucking elephant. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, he's the main villain of the movie. Like, if that. And, like, Brick Mansions. They did a remake because it was like um, District, what's it, like 13. It was like a French parkour movie. And they did, a, they did a remake with the same star, and they got Paul Walker and Riz in it. And Paul Walker in that movie might as well be like Marlon Brando. Because, boy. <laughs> You know how you can tell when like it's not a lot of act, not, not a lot of good actors. Like you know, you watch a Jason Statham movie, and they got like Jason Statham and maybe like one other person that can act, mm-hmm. and then they got everybody else. Yeah, it's one of those. And you know how Hustle and Flow handle black people well. Mm-hmm. You know who don't handle black people well? <laughs> Luke Besson. None of them French directors because they have these black people talking like. Um, why you got them talking like it's 1986? Because we do feel like uh, uh, this is do we do. <laughs> yeah, they, they use a slang that don't, that's to seem outdated. Like they dress like it's 1998 and talk like it's 1988. And I'm like, yeah, so no, it, so yeah, we doing Man with the Iron Fist that came out 2012. And <sighs> yeah. The fact that it became a thing is just amazing. Like, I don't know how it became a thing. It's a thing, and it's a lot of people in this movie. A lot of people got their star in this movie. Like, Batista think Riz, like, you know, you gave me my start. You know what? It's been a while since I've seen this movie, and I am really looking forward to watching this thing. Oh, oh this, I will tell you this. You remember, um, remember we did Street Fighter? Yeah. Remember the actor that we played for you? Yes. He's in, He's in this, and you know what my first thought was? <laughs> Imagine Prince was Chinese, because that man is eating up scenery and just vamping all the time. I'm like, this man swear he prints. <laughs> I was just my ass off, because he was like, and he shows up later, because he's in um, Who Assassins. So I'm like, because I had, like, Brian Man's the actor, I'm like, because I saw him in Street Fighter, I had I ain't seen him in nothing else until Man with the Iron Fist came in, 
And I'm like, yeah, he just chewing the seat. It's like it's a lot, like the cast is a lot of people in this movie. And I'm still just laughing. Not only Lucy Liu, Russell Crowe playing a drunk. <laughs> like he Rizzo convinced Russell Crowe to go to China. Like, let's have some fun. All right, all right, Bobby. Whatever you say, mate. I, I like liquid swords. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Uh-huh. I think they met on the cast, like when they did American Gangster together. Yeah. Not that I remember yeah. right. That's how they hooked up or whatever. Friends, friends. That's why yeah, I remember that they are. With, um, they yeah. cool. They real cool with this, each other. You remember the story, um, Azalea Banks? Oh, boy. Remember that story? Yeah. Yeah, Bob. I was at party with Bobby. This crazy black girl spit on me. And I was just like, remember, like how weird that story is. It's like oh, it's a party with Azalea Banks, Russell Crowe, and RZA. Yeah, I'm like Hollywood. That's Everybody know everybody. Those friendships are just, just they're not weird because anybody can be friends. It's just like you wouldn't think Rizzo and mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, what? That's but, not as weird as how 50 Cent and Val Kilmer did like four movies together. Oh boy. That was really weird. And I just kept, it was like every like what, every two months you'll see <laughs> you go to Walmart yeah. like, wait a minute, they got a movie and together? People make a joke tomorrow. Maybe that's, they buy the drugs and say, mom, wait, 50 Cent don't, 50 Cent probably don't Smoke. He that bring about, I take care of my body. That motherfucker is CM Punk. He is not yeah. <laughs> using any drugs or whatever. On, I, use, I take Crystal to make a protein shake. Yeah, he cares <laughs> about his body now. Yeah, uh, it's his vain ass. So I, it's just funny. Like sometimes, I mean, the one, the biggest one is Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. <laughs> and I see that that cooking show. They they friends. They yeah, you could it. tell. At first, it was at first you might have thought about, oh, that's a good money grab. But then you see how they interact with each other. Yeah, only friends can interact like that. Uh-huh. And she and it's like, yeah, she's down ass bitch. She ain't snitch. Yeah, Martha Stewart did time, and she she went. Why would do that? Who who you work with? I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, because you know most people get him though. I tell you everything. Yeah. She ain't say shit. She's like, oh fuck. She ain't no six nine. Take me to jail. Fuck up my face. Like I was Martha Stewart before I go to jail. I'm gonna be Martha. Like I'm a rich white woman. I do my time. I, I, do, I jog around. Yeah, I believe me. the time she did, she was very comfortable. <laughs> I I, mm-hmm. I want to very really sure. believe that. So yeah, it wasn't no camera pole, nothing like that. She was just chilling, and then came out her whole second career. Oh, so speaking of that. Because we normally talk about the movies we've seen. We do a beginning oh, show. Oh, yeah. Did you end. finish it? Um, Cell Block? Yes. And, yes. and then I watched Bone Tomahawk right after them, the same director. Ooh. Imagine watching those movies back to back. See, I haven't seen that movie before. But I remember. I, what did you. What, okay. How did you feel about the movie? It was. You know what it was? It was a very. I enjoyed the hell out the movie. But it was weird. Because it was like. You seen Sling Blade, right? Yes. Imagine that character without the mental issues. Yes. I'm like, it was like Vince Vaughn's like, I'm he, like, first I see him, is he a racist? Nope. Or Vince's like, no. He's like, somebody tell me why, you know, if I say nigger with A instead of ER, he's like, I don't think you don't can think, say that. I don't think you saying that word in any capacity has like <laughs> positive feelings. I feel like it was a Vince Vaughn line. Because I feel like he was going to say the character should have said something else. But Vince was like, nah, I'm not saying no, that. Because the character is weird because like, he's flawed, but he got like a cold. 
Yeah. But- and it's like, you know, he was like, yeah, the girl cheated. Like, let's break it down. What happened? All right. I was lonely. I thought she was doing the same thing. No, I was just working out. Keep it straight and narrow. And they stay together, work it out. And like everything had a reason. Then it, and then the violence. It's like, you know what I said? Imagine Street Fighter, Streets of Rage without CGI. Like, ain't nobody throwing fireball. They're just punching people. Yeah. Like that shit hit different when it's like it ain't flashing up like that. He just, I'm gonna break your arm. Oh, and anyway, I'm sorry, if y'all didn't know what we were talking about, we talking about the brawling brawling sale block ninety nine. Yeah, he's just problem. punching people and just hitting like he's just it's like real life violence. Yeah. And like, you know, he's a trained boxer and anything like that. And it was just kind of like that violence hit different. And I never seen somebody face scraped off. I'm like, oh, so that's how Mortal I'm like, this is how Mortal Kombat look. If it ain't no fireballs come out. That's how I look at real life. No wonder it's always been carts. People wonder why Mortal Kombat need to be rated R. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, because this is the type of shit you're gonna get. I'm like, you seen Saw and Hostel, right? Like, it's gonna like, cause we getting rid of our Mortal Kombat, and they talking about yeah, the fatalities in there. That shit gonna hit different when they in a cartoon, they PG-13. So, no, I liked it. Um, that threat, you don't get the money. I'ma cut off the arms and legs of the fetus, and, and they still be alive. Yeah. What type of sick shit is that? Yo. This movie was, it was just so good. I think, man, it was just so good, man, because Vince Vaughn's character just like, he, awesome. yeah, he just drove the movie. And I, I forget after he did like that stint in the 2000s when he was doing like comedies, comedies, romantic comedies, you forget that, you know, the first time I saw him was in a drama or a horror movie. Uh, the the man is like, the man's a, the man's 6'5 <laughs> in Hollywood. And it's always been like, you realize how you don't realize how big he really is till he cut his hair off. And like, that, and that movie, fuck. seeing all those people, the way they shot the camera, and he was just like, damn, he tall as fuck. And then those shoes, shoes, uh-huh. shoes too small. Yeah, they make it a joke like, you know, what is he, 6'2? Nah, 6'3, 6'4, 6'5. They see him like, yeah, 6'5. I'm like, you got Tom Cruise running around like 5'7. Yeah. Where if you're like, you're like six foot, you might as well be 6'3. So Vince Vaughn being 6'5, it's like, yeah. He could have been an MCU movie if he wanted. You think? I think so too. I, I, mean, I always got, say the funny thing is, you put him in a movie, you gotta be careful who you film him with. Yeah, because <laughs> over Iron Man, like the fuck ass talk to with me. That's what that's, it's always funny where it's harder when he's like tall. Cause like everybody knows the rock's big. So you expect the rock to be big. You don't expect like like Vince like someone like Vince Vaughn and some other ones and like the actresses like um Elizabeth like Elizabeth the is like six one six two. If you're an actress that's six foot two, imagine wearing heels and then you in the scene with like the dude from um, Game of Thrones, Kit Harrington, he's like five five. How that work? Yeah, then uh, oh man, they did not shy away from that on this movie because they made sure to let you know. No, he's tall. And number yes. one question. I know we've been talking for a while about this, but listen, um, why did that black security guard try him? Like, you know, he was being too pushy for no reason. I'm just breaking your balls. You know, I'm just oh. doing this. Like, yeah, he saw, I just want you to join the box. I just want you to join the boxing team. He saw 48 <laughs> hours. He wanted to do it in reverse. I got you. He's like, oh, hey, can you fight the muscles with the muscles for it? It's for sure. I like moving things. He is very. His accent was cracking up because it was southern, but it wasn't like fake. It wasn't like overly southern. It is southern enough. 
he was just so by the book, like how he talked to his girl, like, I don't want you coming. Don't come. I don't want my daughter to see me like this. And that's the way it's going to be. Okay. Now that knife, where'd you cut yourself? You might pass out, anything like that. That's why I'm moving this house right here. Just relax. You get take, you're going to take out to worry about, baby. Like everything with this had a point. And his whole thing had a plan. Like the violence hit and it ended the way it was supposed to end. And yeah, we had our man in here talking about you'd never be a pure blood. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was him. Same dude just had white hair. You know, oh. creepy as can be. Oh, Bone Tomahawk. I had tried watching it like last year, and I watched the, it was like kind of slow going the first fifteen minutes. I'm like I'll try to watch it again. Ooh, man, that I don't even know how to talk about it because it's like a, a horror western. You seen the violence in this, right? Yeah, and same director. So think about if you watch Red Dead Redemption, but the violence was like Saw. And when I say violence, I mean see somebody get cut in half to be eaten. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like a chicken. I'm at work watching this and somebody, yeah, because basically the story is these cannibal Native Americans are preying on these people. And like Kurt Russell, my man, um, what's his name? Owen Wilson, not Owen Wilson, um, the other Wilson. Luke? No, the other one. Oh, Clive. The one that's in, the one that's in an Aquaman and the Conjuring and the city is that one. That was a Watchman. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, him, Matthew Fox is in here. Like, you know, they playing, um, Cowboy, you know, Cowboy, you know, Kurt Russell good with that. And they ain't playing it noble. They, they that's the whole thing. With Cowboy movies, it's like you said to some, you think it's all noble, quick drawings like that. And then you start getting ones like how it really be. Like you mess around, catch a straight bullet, you might die from infection. Like that play, like, and yeah, so it's, I won't go too much into it. It is a good movie. It's a slow burn. And it is, it ain't a whole bunch of violence, but when it hit, it hit. And, I, and it really hit. So that's the stuff I watch. And the final movie I watch was The Butcher. My man and your man, Eric Roberts. Ugh. You said The Butcher, and I just got disgusted. I said, if they ain't build a butcher, we ain't representing it. What is The Butcher? And and I would just say, yeah, it's one of those directed TV, you know, they got a lot, because like Michael Ironside showed up for a scene, but Keen Woodbine's in it for a little bit, Keith Davis in it for a little bit. My man, um, the villain from what's his name? Um, he was like a villain, like Seagal movies. I cannot remember his name. Um, oh, Andrew Devolf. It seemed like it had a cast of characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he was in there, and it's like it's one of those type movies. And you know what Eric Roberts' gift is? What's that? He is extremely self-confident in himself, but he got a heart. Yeah. Cause I always I'm like it was something about Eric. I'm like, it's something just I don't know what it, I couldn't put my finger on it. And he's like, you know, he's smiling, he's real self kind of like, you know, I'm the shit. Like he walk around like I'm real confident who I am. <laughs> but it's not off-putting because he got like a heart. He cares about people. He cares about people around him. Yeah, I guess. You know, I've always, like if you watch Best of the Best and Best of the Best 2, it's that same thing where it's like, you know, I'm confident in my skills, 
I know I'm good, but I can care about people. I can make people feel special about themselves. And yeah. it's kind of like, it's just weird. And keep in mind, he's still like, he's, a good, he's still in shape. Because keep in mind, like, you know, he was just a white guy karate for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just think you know he got typecast and uh, you know before we straight to DVDs it was like a lot of B movies and he would be in them. So. Um, the whole thing is like you know Juliet being Juliet Roberts' brother goes only goes so far. He got a certain face. It's kind of like he's limited. What he can do is great in, but he's not the best at it. No, and you get a certain thing. You age. Even Antonio Banderas is doing that. And he, you know, he got nominated for an Oscar in one of them. It's like you just, and now it's not a stigma. The, the, the whole yeah. thing, direct TV, direct the DVD thing, used to be a stigma, and that's like everybody doing Netflix. So it's just fine. It's just a check. All right, we are about to be two minutes and two hours and forty minutes in this. And the last thing I'm going to say is, if you haven't watched it on Netflix, go check out Project Power. Really good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Really fucking good. I think it's one of the best uh, Netflix movies that they've come out with. They've been on a roll lately. Yeah, this is really good, and you could tell this movie got Same. a lot of heart. God, this movie got a lot of heart, a lot of heart. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Jamie Fox. We gonna get out of here uh, next week. Man with the iron, was it? Man with the what? Iron Man, what is it? Man with man with the iron fist. Iron when fist. Rizzo escapes. The cotton fields become a blacksmith in China. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what happened. And they trust me. They they tell a story. You try to. Your whole question is how the fuck this black man get here to see that? And he lets you know. Ooh, oh boy, yeah. I gotta. Like imagine, I would say that movie is like if you listen to a Wu Tang interview of a RZA album, talking about how you know this is how I would do a kung fu movie, and it happened in real life. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting movie because, like I said, I haven't seen this like in a long time. But, and it had a sequel. Which is... That went straight to Netflix. Yeah. Which is awesome that it had a sequel. Even if it was good or bad, it just the fact that it had a sequel, that means yeah. that you know, it was popular enough. But, uh, yeah, we can get up out of here. Follow me on social media at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Facebook. And you can follow Shahid at uh, Philly Drugs on Twitter, Instagram, uh yeah all that good stuff until next week we are out peace 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 man